on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. Velvety. <laughs> it's some melt-flavored beer. <laughs> the velvety smells. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. It is episode 311, or if you're cool and group in the 90s, 311. <laughs> down, down. Where today we play with dolls. Don't judge us. Don't judge me. In. All dolled up. All dolled up. All, do- all, all dolled up. All dolled up. <laughs> uh, what's going on, guys? I am Mike. I am. Uh, what are you doing? As always. <laughs> I am Pretzel Jim. <laughs> World-renowned Pretzel Jim coming at you once again. Yes, sir. Um, I'm always coming with snacks. You know that. You don't have snacks tonight, do you? <gasps> yes, I do. Of course oh, okay. I do. I didn't, hear you, I didn't hear you like playing with anything under the table over there. Usually I do. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there, there it is. is. Hey, we got another Pop Daddy for you. Oh, okay. Because just like Pretzel Jim... You're getting these all from one store that has multiple <laughs> kinds of Pop Daddies, aren't you? <laughs> No, because just like Pretzel Jim, Pop Daddy always delivers. I'm going to call you Jim Daddy. Jim, ooh. Jim Daddy. <laughs> that is a title that's reserved for people who are not you. Oh. You can call me Jim Daddy. Papa, Papa Jimmy. <laughs> Papa J. Papa J. Papa J Magic. Um, let's Papa see. J Magic. <laughs> it's like your hip-hop name. <laughs> like if you ever joined Run DMC, that's your name. Papa J Magic. Uh, so from Pop Daddy Pretzels, smoked Gouda. Ooh. Pretzel sticks. That hand, sounds good. Hand seasons in small batches made with flavor so bold it's lip smacking, finger licking, goodness and crunch. I'm into that. Made in Michigan as always because you know that Pop Daddy knows what the hell they're doing. Okay, next week. And that's why they set up ship. Next I know, week, Pretzel Jim, no Pop Daddies. I'm putting that out there. No Pop Daddies and no sticks. And no better made. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really sticking it to you. <laughs> Really sticking yeah, it to yeah, me. Yeah. Listen, I, I'll, I'll make sure that I don't bring sticks next. To, it's just listen. This, this particular brand yeah. makes tasty pretzels. They do. I'll give you that. And they're easy to find. That's, that's very true. <laughs> but I, I have an idea Looks for next week. Good. Okay. I do have an idea for next week. Okay. So. All right. Let's give these. Uh, so these are smack. These are smoked gouda. Let's let's Ooh. give it a try. And Caught. chew away from the microphone because I've noticed that <laughs> was it gross last it week. It <laughs> took it took me three hundred eleven episodes to realize this, but when we chew in the microphone and we're sitting here going, no, it sounds delicious. <laughs> it sounds so great, especially if you're dude. eating or you know. The crunching is okay. It's the <laughs> lip smacking that's disgusting. All right, let's give these a try. Ready? <laughs> these are tasty they're really good um last week's were better though the they dill were, yeah these I are a bit subtle you said we said bit, that we said that about the dill too these are even more subtle though uh the beer cheese ones we had were like the beer bursting. cheese ones were fire Those were like bursting with flavor yeah. yeah these are good though they're very smoky mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And they're very Gouda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 High class kind of jokes on this show. No, these are good. Yeah, I like them. Yep. Um, before you leave tonight, yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna get three 
three or four Ziploc bags, and I'm going to load you up with three or four different flavors of, of I'll pretzels. Take I'll take them. Because after 311 episodes, the pretzels are starting to load up in my cupboard. And I don't need them on a, on a daily basis. Bring so. them to Nain Rouge on Sunday. When we oh, that's not a bad idea, actually. I know. That's Hell why yeah. I said it. You're a genius. A boy I genius. I know. All right. Well, that's, that's it for our that's it for our pretzels this week. <laughs> Michael, how you been, buddy? Ah, I've been okay. Can't complain. What you been I, uh, I had quite an experience today. What'd you have? I um, I was getting the beer for tonight. Mm-hmm. I walked into my favorite party store, into my favorite area of the party store that is the. Cooler. Are you going to tell the people your favorite party store, or is it a secret? Uh, no, just no one gives a shit because they're not from around here, so it means nothing, James. It's a well-kept secret. It is. So I walked into the, uh, the, the cooler at Shores Canteen, mm-hmm. and my favorite smell in the entire world is that of which inside of a cooler. And I don't know why. It's probably because I worked in a party store when I was younger for a long time, and like the smell of like a cooler. Like when you go into the beer cave? Yeah. The yeah. smell of a cooler, it reminds me of like a deli or something for mm, some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It just does. Love that smell. I then proceeded to um, uh, commit sacrilege inside the cooler by ripping the juiciest fart that I have ever ripped. Dude, what? And then thinking to myself, oh, shit, nobody better walk it. And then as soon as I th- finished the thought, the door flew open. Oh, no. This dude comes in and stands right now. Dude, it was fucking rank. Was it? It was right by the fucking vent in the cooler. <laughs> so it was wisping it around. I just you, like, I just nonchalantly like, just started walking the other way. Sure, been like, fuck, a case of beer must have tipped <laughs> over in here and went bad or something. <laughs> it must be that Bigfoot's Sm- dick. It smells like ass in here. Wow. <laughs> Some pretty bad so that beer. That was fun. That was fun. That's that was awesome. maybe the most exciting thing that happened to me all week. <laughs> Um, uh, what else though? Uh, I've been, I, I finally took your advice. Yeah. I finally started an audiobook, and not just an audiobook, but Ready Player One mm-hmm. by uh, Ernest Klein, read by Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. And um, it is amazing. It I took told me, you, dude. it took me a bit to get into it because I don't typically like audiobooks. Yeah. But then I realized after like chapter like two, like halfway through chapter two, which is about a half an hour into it, mm-hmm. I found myself no longer paying attention to the fact that it was an audiobook. Yeah. And I was like just absorbing. Yeah. Got into the zone mm-hmm. and I've loved it ever since. Yeah. Um see that's a I think your thing with audiobooks has always been and I struggled with this when I first started listening to audiobooks on Audible. Um actually I started listening to audiobooks on YouTube. Even before, I think before Audible, it was either before Audible was a I thing. To oh them no! Before they it was, were, it was with even audio. It was back when Audible was still like, because wasn't Audible like a? Couldn't you actually buy? No, that was Amazon. Kindle? You know what Kindle? I don't know. I, I can't. I can't remember. But no, because obviously Audible is only just audio. audio well, yeah, audio books. Um, yeah, but I was li- like, I remember listening to Frank, like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, and. uh um, a couple other books. Well, on... it was like books on tape, like literally on yeah, tape, on cassette tape. Right. Before, yeah. Um, yeah. I listen. Like I used to have Fight Club. I got Fight Club on CD, and then I put it on my iPod, 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 iPad, iPod. I always get those two confused. <laughs> one's a pad, one's a pod. What's to be confused about? I'm a luddite. They're, they're so both. Fucking... They're both a phone. <laughs> no, no, they're not. Yes, um, they yeah, they are. So anyway, uh, all that's boring, but um. What the hell was I talking about? Oh, Ready Player yeah. One. So you're, yeah. I think your problem, you have the same problem that I had in the beginning, which is 
you tend to you'll be listening to something and then the narrator will say one little thing that makes your brain start to go and you start and then wandering you, a different you start direction. thinking yeah when you shouldn't be thinking you should be focusing yep, because then before you realize it five minutes has gone and by you, go, you don't know where you are oh i have no idea what they're talking about right now that still happens to me occasionally yeah and i'll have to like backtrack a little bit that'll right. still happen um but yeah no it, i'm loving it i'm kind of obsessed with it uh i have listened to oh god six hours of it in the last two days mm-hmm. like i've just been listening to it nonstop at work in the car like i can't i can't put it down it's so good and it's funny I told you man i made the I mistake i made the mistake of i really wanted to watch the movie all of a sudden mm. so i made the mistake of putting the movie in and they're very they're vastly different mm-hmm. right but I made the mistake now of because I watched the beginning part of the movie even just before I came here, and it's like oh shit! Now I have the two different worlds kind of clashing in my brain a little bit, so yeah. I need to not finish the movie, yeah, and just do that, that's just just good, just do the book, yeah. That's but, a good um, idea. Especially I still you... love the movie though, like love, love, mm-hmm. love the movie. Yeah, I I had listened to the book because the book is like you know how I have my things that I just go back to yeah. where I just like like. Um, the book at this point, I've listened to it so many times to now, to like to where now if I like if I want to listen to something mindlessly while I'm falling asleep, I just put it on Ready Player One. Okay. Because I don't care if I miss part of it because I I know the whole book. Sure, so well. sure. Um, I had listened to the book so many times <clears throat> that uh, like I was really just familiar with that, and I and I was one of the people. Well, like me, always I waited years to see the movie. Like when the movie when the movie first was announced, I was like, "Yes, fuck yes, I'm gonna see this movie on opening night." And then I never did. I waited until just last year before I watched the movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I didn't see it until last year, and I like the movie a lot, but it's not. It's nothing it's, like the book. It's a at different all. beast. Like the movie takes. I think within the first 15 minutes of the movie, he already finds the first key. Whereas right. in the book, it's like four hours. Yeah. Before he finds the key. Right. There's so much more character development in the book, which which you need to have. Yeah. Um. I feel as though I'm going to enjoy Ready Player Two more than you and fucking Brian did. I re-listened to it recently, mm-hmm. and I I liked it better than my first listen. Okay, but I still it's not it's it's not a great follow up. I I see. I feel like I'm gonna maybe not think that it's an amazing follow up. I'm gonna like it more than you guys. I can already tell. Like more of this world is never going to be a bad thing to me, and I'm going to enjoy it. I think based on just what it is. Um. But, no. There's like when I when I recently re-listened to Ready Player Two and it got to the end of the book, I was like, I really wish that Ernest Klein would have not gone in this direction because I would love a ready player three and a ready player four like it's the combination of the world because i love i love the world also it's just it's so cool i mean it's everything that we grew up with you know it's it's uh i have a kid one day and he's able to read i'm gonna throw that book at him just like just this right read this and then and then and then go deep dive in everything they talk about and you'll understand (laughs) me and then we'll be best friends yeah it's just eight like 80s culture 80s and 90s culture and 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 nerd stuff and Mm -hmm. and then like you said the world that's built within and there was a lot of stuff on my second time through ready player two that i like my second time through i was like i like this it's really cool uh, like just so, I think I was just like, the relationships are different in the second book, and yeah. it, and it and it made me uncomfortable. So my first time reading through it, 
reading through it. You know, us audible people say that we're reading still. Um, I don't know how to read. <laughs> my second time reading through it, I was just like kind of jaded by the whole thing. I was like, this isn't, this isn't my Percy. This isn't my Artemis. You know, <laughs> this isn't my H. This is fucked up. And so my second time through, I gave it a, a, a more fair shot, I think. And I liked it better. Fucking Brian's second time through, he hated it worse than the first time really? he listened well, to it. Really? Yeah, so. Brian, so. Fuck, fucking Brian. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I think you will. St- I think he'll you'll hate, like it. He'll hate his second marriage more than he hates his first marriage. <laughs> but but <laughs> you can take solace in knowing that. Kidding, Brian. You can take solace in knowing that once you do finish Ready Player Two and you're sad that that's gone, you can still go back and listen to Armada, which is also. It's not in the same world, though. No. Okay. But it's fantastic. Yeah, it's no, like, I, I actually have, I actually own still, that. It's still steeped in the same nerd culture. It's still Ernest Klein. It's still Will Wheaton. Speaking of nerd culture, not to cut you off. No, that's right. Speaking of nerd culture, um, because you know me, I am a collector of great many things, and uh, books happen to be a thing that I'm really, really into right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I wonder, I want to get. I think it'd be cool to have a have a, a first pressing of uh, Ready Player One. <laughs> nope. First printing. First no. Well, uh, yeah, first printing. Yeah, we went sorry. through this. Yeah, once. yeah. yeah. <laughs> First printing though of, of Ready Player One. Nope, nope. That sells for between two and five hundred dollars now. Sure, yeah. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that the print version of it was so sought after. Yeah, crazy. Is it? Um, is it hard hardcover? Yeah. Oh for, yeah, yeah. For, they all are. First typically, edition, first edition usually. Typically, is, they know. all are. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's not too surprising. Yep. But uh, anyway, James, what uh, what else do you have going on this week? Uh, not too much. We just uh, it's been. It's only been a few days since the last time we were together, so That's true. not too much going on. Uh, just kind of chilling out, getting ready for Sunday. We got Lenane Rouge coming up. Yeah, Lenane Rouge. If you're new to the show, which hi, well, how how are you? Welcome. I'm Pretzel Jim. I'm he's Mike. Nobody cares. He's fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Lenane Rouge is a th- it's a parade that we go to in Detroit every year where. There's uh, everybody dresses up in wild costumes, and you you drink and you march down the cast corridor, and there's uh, kind of like Mardi Gras with way less titties. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not not no titties, just way less. Wait, wait, wait! You've seen titties? Oh yeah, have we? I don't think so. Were you just in like the portajon with your wife? <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> Look at those titties! Oh, I can do that then. I can do that now. <laughs> um, but yeah, you you march down, and then there's uh, the Lenane Rouge is the 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 red um uh it's, it's a little red dwarf the uh, dwarf yeah dwarf I, was, I wanted to little say red devil. I wanted to say goblin no it's dwarf well it's a dwarf yeah it's, but a, it's a devil it's a little monkey faced devil dwarf uh bastard who he brings bad luck to the city and so we march down the cast corridor and we shout him back into the Detroit River yeah it's very. I feel like it's a very Midwestern yeah, thing to do. It's basically our way <laughs> to make sure that Kwame never comes back. Yeah. Yeah. We're just pushing the evil out to the out to pasture. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh it's our it's our symbolic way of uh, bringing good luck to the city for the next year. So Yep. And uh and it's fun and it's just an excuse to drink with your friends and have a good time. And who doesn't want to do that? Fucking Brian. Uh he's not coming, is he? No, he's God not. damn you, Brian. He doesn't like crowds. Even even our friend John is sending his pregnant wife. Yeah, it's um everybody's everybody's kind of everybody's kind of pussing out this year. I don't know. Yeah, well, you almost did too. Me? Why? Yeah, yeah. For our our classic dinner every year, you almost pussed out of that. You didn't go to dinner last year. That was because I 
And actually, last year was the first time we ever went to dinner afterward. No. And you didn't go. No, it was not the last. No, was it? Was yes. No. We've always gone to dinner. No, we haven't. No. We usually come back to my place. Did we? Yeah. Last uh, year was the first, well, for, first year. Last year was the first year we went to dinner afterward, and you did not go. Yes. Yes. The first year we went, we came back to my place, and debacle things happened. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means, because I can't remember, but I'll take your word for it. Speaking of debacles and things that shouldn't happen, why don't we get into some corrections from last week? Stupid! You're so stupid! James. You're stupid. I'm, I'm stupid. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front is actually the third remake mm-hmm. from the original source text from 1929. Mm-hmm. First, uh, the first one was 1930, 1979, and then now the new one. Also, uh, there is nothing called All's Quiet. That's just one of those slip of the tongues that uh, people just do, I think, sometimes. I've there never, is, I... I always used to think there was All's Quiet. Like, All is, all quiet, is quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. All's Quiet on the Western Front. That makes sense to me. Saying All Quiet on the Western Front probably comes from, how is it over there? Uh, all Quiet on uh, the Western Like All Quiet on the Western probably Front. Probably comes from like that. I've always I mean, said All's exactly Quiet. That's exactly what it comes from. <laughs> the, the, the only thing that refers to All's Quiet um, that I'm aware of is from 2011, the awesome metal band from Metro Detroit. They're called All's Quiet. They're called All's Quiet, and they were fucking amazing. But it's funny because they probably took their name. It's very possible from this, <laughs> and they got it wrong. Yeah, no, it's 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 very possible. Did you ever listen to them? All's no. Quiet. Oh, one no. of the guys from Wilson came from there. Kyle, I think, started off in All's Quiet. Oh, really? Yeah, and then like they stole them for Wilson, and then they put out new stuff, and it's fucking awesome. If, oh. if you've not heard them, this is them. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I wasn't I wasn't aware that he was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't endorse this music. Uh, you might. Unless it was cool. <laughs> Unless it was cool and then hell yeah, dude, that was sweet. Thanks, man. Cuz I can't hear it yet. No, it's good. All right. Anyway, um, that's all I got. Cool, man. Uh, I actually weighed the It novel that you gave me because oh. I wanted to know how much it weighed. I said it was like, I said, oh, this thing weighs like three, three pounds. pounds. And yeah. you're like, oh, it's probably closer to two. It's 3.6 pounds. Oh, shit. So it's actually closer to four. Holy shit. Which is nuts. That's like a sack of potatoes. It's like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I thought when I weighed it. I was like, that's like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> um, That's... Yeah, that's all I have. Yep. We um, I we were talking about Brendan Fraser and whether or not he was blacklisted from Hollywood, and it's, eh, that's all just depressing stuff. I don't yep. really want to yep. get into Certainly it. So, is. but yeah, he does he does claim that he was uh, assaulted by um the the president of the Hollywood Foreign Press, Philip yep. Burke, who yep. sounds like a piece of work. So, anyway, that's that's about it. I don't really need to. I have details, but I don't need to get ah, into them. I don't think we need to get into that. So anyway, uh, that's uh, that's the corrections. And what are we doing this week? Yeah, Jane, let's actually get there this week. Let's, let's actually let's, let's, let's actually, actually talk about it. <laughs> get there this week. So this week we're getting all dolled up. Yeah, talking about some little dollies. Yeah, that's well, creepy. one rather large dolly, <laughs> and then a bunch of little dollies. Um, two so, two movies that could not be more different than each other. 
in terms of how you handle the subject matter. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So we, uh, so Megan or Mithrigan. <laughs> Mithrigan. <laughs> Sounds like a Godzilla movie. Mith- Godzilla versus Mithrigan. Mithrigan. I guess that kind of goes along with your, uh, with your Ready Player One art, art three miss. Art three miss. Yeah. Art three oh, miss. Yeah. Artemis. Yeah. The elite spelling. There's actually there's actually another callback to Ready Player One in Dolls, and that is uh, Bunty Bailey is the actress that plays uh, one of the punk rock chicks. She's yeah. the one that gets turned into a doll. They recreate the cover art for Dolls or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is the main girl in the music video for Aha's Take on Me, which is the guy from. Uh, Ready Player One, uh, the main dude, um, uh, his name is escaping me, starts with an H. Oh, Halliday. Halliday. Was Halliday's favorite music video. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yep. Wow. You really have <laughs> di- you really have dived head fucking first into that. Okay. Uh, so to go along with uh, Mithrigan, Megan, and, uh, and Dolls this week from Upland Brewing Company in... Bloomington, Indiana. Sunny Bloomington, Indiana. It was Indiana. Bloomington. Teddy Bear Kisses. Oh. This is a bourbon. Teddy Bear Kisses in the night. Not getting into that again. <laughs> We're not getting into that again. <laughs> uh, this is a bourbon barrel aged imperial stout with cacao and. <laughs> cacao! And hazelnut extract. Okay. So <clears throat> on their website, they have like they have uh, many different versions of teddy bear kisses. Okay, they don't actually have the one with cow and hazelnut, but they just have the one with cow. So I'm gonna read the I'm gonna read the description for just that one. Okay, is that all right? Sure, because it's essentially the same thing. It just doesn't have hazelnut. Okay, uh, a dark and robust beer brewed in a traditional stout method and featuring an abundance of dark malts and high alpha hops for a powerful impact of roast, chocolate, and sweet bitterness with hazelnuts. <laughs> the lucky few who cuddle up to teddy bear kisses can sense the velvety smalt. Velvety smalt. <laughs> Velvety. <laughs> it's smelt-flavored beer. <laughs> the velvety smelts. Velvety, velvety malt character, balanced bitter intensity, I lost my spot, and soothing chocolate notes created by long aging on fair, ooh, fair trade cacao. Also, cacao. Also hazelnuts. Oh, <laughs> also hazelnuts. Teddy bear kisses will make you feel warm and happy inside, but it's definitely not your childhood cuddle toy. Teddy Bear Kisses won a gold medal in the 2010 World Beer Championships. She's a 10, well, you said 11 percenter. I did. So the uh, the one with just cacao is 10 percent. This one's an 11 percent. Yeah, Hazel's Nuts uh, yeah, add, Hazel, add, a, add a percentage. Yeah, Hazel's Nuts get in there and they and they give you that extra punch. <laughs> but uh, somebody on Untapped said, you guys like Nutella? Well, brace yourself because that's... What? That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Why the fuck does it? Wow, this person picturing doesn't... this guy doing like a really bad like uh, like like circus dance across the screen. <laughs> you guys like hazelnuts? <laughs> this person that wrote this review does not have like a real good grasp on the English language. Oh, read it. Read it. <laughs> no, I don't read want it. to. No, it's long. It's like oh, it's like fine. a page long. But but they say uh, it tastes like Nutella. So oh. let's give it a let's sure. keep. Let's give this Nutella beer a go. And we only have one. Uh, we only have one can that we are splitting because it's all that was left in the shelf. Yeah, it's kind today. of a bum scam. I'm gonna yeah. put it in my fancy glass. That's fine. Here. 
You can, you can give it spinsies. Here, give me a, give me a pour. Oh, she's dark, dude. Come here. Oh, dude. All right. Oh, yeah, she is. That's how you know it's oh, good. Wow. We, haven't, we haven't had a porter in a long time, in fairness. Hold that up to... hold. That oh, up. there's no light. There's, there's no light yeah, that goes it's, through it. It's op- <laughs> it is completely opaque. No, opaque would be, would be see-through, James. Transparent would be see-through. No, opaque. Opaque means not see-through. I'm thinking opacity. Well, yeah, opaque. Opacity comes from opaque, so I guess if the opacity is turned down, that makes it more see-through. All right, I got it. I there got you. There you go. You're catching I, on. I'm picking up what you're you, putting down. You found it. Yeah, I'm you got found it. I got it. There. All right, cheers, sir. Cheers, buddy. Adios. It looks like you have way more I than me. Know, I don't know why I said adios. <laughs> well, <laughs> see ya. It's an 11% <laughs> adios, bud. See you on the other side. <laughs> cheers. Mm. It's like drinking peanut butter. But it's really bitter. That's weird. Okay. It's like it's like velvety and sweet on the tongue, but then like when it <clears> swishes <throat> around your mouth, it's like weak old piss. <laughs> it's not <laughs> It took a while for the it took a while for the uh the hazelnut flavors to hit and stuff like that. Cause yeah. this might be old. It's not though. Is it not? I don't think so. I mean it was the last can, so maybe. That that back end is bitter though that's not good that's the 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 dreaded bitter back end (laughs) Uh, i'm seeing if i can find a date on this it was canned in 2015 no (laughs) no no, it was not well it's a stout though so it should it should age it should you would think that it would age should be here's the problem though cans suck beer in cans it sucks right Sure. And also, any drink in plastic sucks. Everything should... It should be a law that everything should be in glass. If you're drinking it, it should be in glass. Sure. That's just my... And I know that's not... It's probably... I don't know why people... It's probably the more expensive route for for um, mm. beverage companies to go. Sure. And it's... Maybe it's less likely for people to recycle or something like that. I don't care, dude. Somebody... I really like Topo Chico, right? Sure. You would. And our friends... You hipster and, and you can't find it anywhere. No, it's just good. It's like, it's spicy water. And you can't find it anywhere because they're having a shortage of some kind. And our friends keep on sending us pictures, like sending me pictures of pallets of Topo Chico at Costco. Mm-hmm. And they're like, James, it's here. They have, no, it's, they it's have, like, it's, they have pallets of it, Topo Chico. And I go, is it glass? Or is it plastic? And they're like, it's in plastic bottles. The stuff they sell I'm at, like, I'm not going to fucking drink it then, dude. I am, a, I am a Costco shopper. The stuff they have at Costco is not that. It's uh, it's it's like flavored like juice drinks made by Tobo Chico. No, they have regular... No, uh, John and Nicole have both sent me regular... It's I've pictures of anything. regular Topo Chico, I lo- but I it's, in, for it, but it's, but it's in plastic bottles. And I've had Topo Chico out of a plastic bottle before, and it's trash. Well, aren't you fancy as fuck? Yes, I am, dude. I've got a very sophisticated <laughs> palate. <laughs> Remind me to buy the right coffee for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. Anyway, this is this is it's my my like second, third, and fourth sip. It's, I've enjoyed it's not getting more. better. Not getting many. Better I've actually liked it better. It, it's that bitterness. I like the front end. I do. It, it's good at first. It's that bitterness that it leaves behind. It's like a, I don't know. It's just. It's just not good. It. It's like oily. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of sticks around. I'll drink it, but it, it just kind of sticks around. It's a sipper, though, for sure. Yeah. I mean, most 
imperial stouts are sippers. So anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. It's time to get into trailer trash. All right, James, uh, we got a couple of trailers for you Neato. this week. Neato. I think I lost one. No, I didn't lose one. Ruh -ruh. I got rid of one. Okay, so trailer number one is actually a movie we talked about probably close to a year and a half ago. Yeah. And I said that it was being made. You couldn't believe that it was being made. Oh. We finally have a trailer for a movie called Big Shark, directed oh, is this the Tommy by Wiseau? Yes. Tommy Wiseau. Oh, hi, Shark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also starring Tommy Wiseau. Hell yeah. Uh, so we've waited for this for a long time. The day is finally here. I waited to watch it with you. So this is a blind react for me as well. Awesome. Uh, this is uh, on YouTube, everything else. Uh, pause the show, go watch it, come back, join us. Uh, this is Big Shark. Here we go. Okay, boys, I'm the referee. Who's ready? Oh, my God. Oh, we didn't know we were in for a bonus trailer, James. Dude. For Twonderwear. <laughs> Okay, if those are on sale right now, I'm buying a pair. Oh, buy two. Twon buy two. Twonderwear. Oh, my God. So, I oh, <laughs> Eclipse, I don't even know where to go from here. Big Shark looks amazing, because yeah, why not? The only obviously. thing that you see from Tommy Wiseau, though, is his voice at the end, where he's like, <laughs> But then we are treated to an underwear ad, like Tommy Hilfiger, only it's... Tommy Wiseau with Twonderwear. Dude, they're only $17 for a three-pack. Dude. You want one? Yeah. I'm buying some. Yeah. 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 Okay. Done. Small for you, I'm assuming. Uh, medium, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, right. Fucker. <laughs> I might not be Polish sausage, but I'm a good knotwurst, okay? I'm assuming you want the bikini briefs, right? <laughs> no. Oh, wait. Wait, what are they? Are on? they only bikini briefs? No, they show... Are they? Well, they only showed the they, they only, only showed, showed the top, top peeking out of them. Really? They're only bikini briefs. Oh no! I kind of want them though. <laughs> I still kind of want them. Why, dude? When's the last time you wore briefs? Ah, uh, God, it's been a long time. It's awful. Yeah, I can imagine. I bought some. I just... don't like it when like my boxer briefs ride up. Like I can't even imagine wearing briefs. I bought some like probably five years ago because i was just curious just i was a like weird turn <laughs> yeah well i was just i was just like i wonder i wonder you know like i wonder are they really like why did i because i i made the switch to boxers when i was very young and then i switched to boxer briefs which is valhalla sure of, of underwear you know like it's the promised land and i was like i wonder because there's still people who wear briefs like what's up with them and so i bought some it's fucking yeah awful yeah I don't need I don't to understand. I don't need to have worn them recently to remember how bad they were. Like like I don't I don't actually believe that David Beckham wears them. Also, outside of the ads. Also, straight up boxers are terrible too. Oh, boxers are awful. Awful. People who are still rocking boxers? No. Uh, boxers work if you're if you're the type of guy who wears huge pants and you're gonna sag them like halfway down your ass. That's true. Which I used to do. That's true. When I was younger. Rocking Jenkos. Yeah. 
which I used to do. That's when boxers work. Okay, that's but, fair. That's but fair. like, yeah, like once boxers with skinny jeans. No, yeah, once you're no. wearing pants that actually fit you, boxers don't work. That's not a good deal. All right, can we talk uh, about yes. Big Shark? <laughs> I mean, is there much to talk about? What the hell was going on? The best computer effects I've ever seen in it's, a movie. It's that start- puts that puts uh, what's the what's the company that makes all the knockoff movies? Um, oh, um, uh, fuck. Uh, uh, <laughs> like oh transmorphers God. and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, what are the fuck? Uh, are they dark, called? dark moon. No, uh, no, it's full moon. No, full moon is made dolls that we watched earlier. Did, no, yeah, it's full, full moon. moon. Yeah, it was a full moon movie. Um, it was. Oh fuck. Um, not mausoleum. Whatever. Well, the correction for next week. But like this puts that to shame. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it 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 literally looks like it literally looks like a shark that was made in MS Paint. Yep, yep. <laughs> Santa Jaws looked more real. Santa Jaws was amazing <laughs> by comparison. Santa Jaws was actually a pretty fun movie uh, too. Yeah, if you want to watch the uh, trailer though, it's two boxers that uh, aren't actual boxers. That's pretty apparent. Yep. Uh, and um, giant sharks and Tommy Wiseau screaming. <laughs> What's not to like? There you go. Yeah, it, you didn't really. It was more of a teaser trailer. Asylum. Asi- asylum. Asylum. That's yeah. it. That's it. Who am I? I? What did I say? Full Moon? Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah. So well, Full Moon is Charles Band's company who made oh, who yeah. was one of the producer of dolls. I'm so, stupid. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not to be yeah. confused with Asylum.com. And if you know, you know. I don't know. And now I'm going to visit it. It's Asylum. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> you need to specify the, the spelling. Um, yeah, so this is basically a teaser trailer. Yeah. Followed up by uh, <laughs> an underwear. <laughs> followed, followed up by a tease trailer. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, not, not too much to glean off of that. Looks like shit, and it's going to be awesome. Yep, that's that. All right, this next one looks to be a little bit better. This is a Shutter exclusive uh, for a movie called From Black. Uh, I don't know much about it either, other than it's about summoning demons. And uh, Anna Camp is in it, who was in True Blood. And uh, some other people, so... She's also a babe. Yeah, she's a babe. Uh, this is the trailer for From Black. I want one, what's your mercy? I sent someone. It could still be here. Today is his birthday. can't get a good feel on that yeah me neither it's um, weird it it t- has it has instances where it feels kind of low budgy but then also instances where it doesn't feel yeah. low budget yeah. but then it looks like it has really awesome creature effects and then even yeah the creature uh, like del toro almost del, creature yeah effects. yeah del toro it also like it it showed that thing right at the end it, it kind of gave me vibes of um the birch too you remember yep, that yep short i was gonna say actually less del toro more yes the birch but also like um uh hellraiser judgment with, yeah with, with stuff like that kind of yeah. like and it's, it's all it's all kind of the same but and i was um, also yeah. i was also like at the beginning i i like anna camp uh she's really good in like comedic roles usually and i wasn't really buying it at at the beginning with her in this kind of role toward, yeah, toward the end it got better um but I, yeah at first i was just like i don't know if she's right for this role but uh 
it, it looks interesting. It's kind of hard to get a good grasp on what it is. Like, it seems to me like she she lost a child. She lost a child. Then they're trying to bring her back. It sounds like some old guy tells her there's like a ritual. There's like a ritual to, and, and she's talking like about how she would do anything and, yeah. to bring him back just yeah. once. But then they inadvertently bring back some sort of demon or yeah. something I like that. I bust the shit out of that though, honestly. Well, yeah, dude, Shutter exclusive. I will. I'll. I'll. I'll promote and uh, and and support Shutter. Sure, the, absolutely. All the time because well, they need more love. But. This movie comes out on April twenty eighth, so uh, we should do it when it comes out. Absolutely. Let's. Uh, all right, it's a date. Let's do it. It's a date, James. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, that's, it, uh, it looks. I mean, overall though, it looks pretty good. It does. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Alrighty. Uh, those are your movies. Those are your movies. That's, that's it. That's trailer trashed. Go and the, uh, go the fuck home. No. Okay. I have more to do. Oh. Well, I'm already home too. Yeah. You go you go home, I you will, prick. I will not. All right, that's trailer trash. We watched some trailers, we're sufficiently trash, and now it's time to get into the bleed feed. That was good, James. Thanks, man. It was good. Thank you. I like it. You're getting there. My boy's growing up. Almost. We're almost there. The bleed feed. Uh, okay, so we are on the Tommy Wiseau website still, yeah, and I, uh, we I, actually did find the boxer briefs. Yeah, I was I was mistaken. They do have the boxer briefs, so I'm gonna. <laughs> what a medium! We're gonna split a three pack, right? <laughs> do you just want you don't want your own three pack? Do you? I mean, if you're gonna buy me a three pack, I'll take a three pack. Otherwise, uh, I'll just take one of yours. <laughs> Here's the deal: I'll buy one three pack, and I'll give you one pair for the time being. Except I'm gonna give you red because I don't want the red. That's ones. fine. I'll take the red. Um, I do like the blue ones, but I'll take the red. You don't get the blue ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna buy a three pack, and we'll split them. We'll we could even share. We could do like a you take the red ones one week, and then we swap. <laughs> you can come over and raid my closet. You know, yeah, raid my underwear drawer. Yeah, girls do it all the time. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna buy. <laughs> you don't even need to wash yours. I'll just take them. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> just turn them inside out and yeah, send them back yeah. to me. Tommy Sweatso. Oh God! Uh, watch but, watch yeah. these be the most comfortable boxer briefs like ever made. <laughs> I was just about to say, watch I buy these and they never show up because <laughs> by the looks of this, by the looks of this website, this is it's like it's like a it's like Alibaba or something. It's like <laughs> he has everything. He, he really has, does. You can buy ten pound dumbbells. Tommy wo Tommy Wiseau ten pound dumbbells. His he he gives away a free mask with every purchase, and they're literally just the masks masks that you get in like a fifty pack. They're the white regular, not even the N fifty nine masks. They're, they're oh, just dude. shitty masks. Oh, he's got watches too. Oh, look at these. This is wow, amazing. These you know, are th awesome. this website is like the equivalent of going into the dirt mall and like finding that one stall that just sells everything. Hundred percent. That's, That's what, this what this is. is. This is awesome. Well, I'm gonna so I'm gonna order some of these underwear for real. Do it, and we might even model them and put them on our Ooh. Instagram. Ooh, Christmas cards. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Buzz, Buzzkill Christmas cards. You'd be lucky if you get one. Whoa, whoa, what? 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 Oh my! This, this okay, is news, okay. By the way, so okay, so see, you want to see what's you want to see what's crazy here? This is how he's this is how he's screwing people over. So. It says TW Boxers three pack sixteen ninety nine right. Oh, is it sixteen ninety nine a piece? 
it's sixteen ninety nine, and then when it puts three pack, it gives you three of those. It automatically puts three of those into your cart. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. So it's subtotal fifty ninety seven with a flat rate shipping fee of twenty four dollars. It's seventy five dollars. Seventy five dollars for three pairs of yeah, underwear. So they're so they're literally sixteen ninety nine a piece. That's crazy, dude. Where is this being shipped from? Oh my god, don't. Okay, well now I'm not doing it don't obviously. Do it. Yeah. Well, you that's... just lost my business, Tommy. Like I was about to cuz if And that's I, on sale. Cuz if I if yeah, these are marked down. If I would have bought these and they were and they were good? Yeah. I would have kept buying these. Sure. Well, wait, 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 wait. What are you talking about, dude? TW Boxers 3-pack medium. Put them in your cart. Yeah, I did. View cart. 25-26. Seriously? Yeah. What the You've, Your your quantities all messed up. <laughs> well, why did I stop soiling Tommy Wiseau's good name, James? <sighs> well, James, you're tearing his name you're apart. You're tearing me apart, James. All right, okay. I think I got it figured out now. Twenty-five bucks for three pairs. You think that's? I mean, they're Tom, I think that's they're fine. Tommy Wiseau. They're Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. All right. Man, I'm, okay. I'm doing it then. Um, should I should I search for a coupon code first? <laughs> I don't think you're gonna find one. I probably no, I won't. I don't think they make coupon codes for websites made with GeoCities. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're doing this on air. God, uh, we'll, give you, we'll give an update when the Tommy Wiseau underwear comes. In. I almost feel like I don't want to put my information into this website oh, because yes, they're gonna do. steal my identity. You're funding Big Shark too, bigger shark. <laughs> okay. Just remember that. All right. Listen, I'm going to do this, but if I end up having my identity stolen, it's on you, man. It's not on me. It's on you. Sure. All right. So I didn't sign anything. Here we go. They're ordered. We're good to go. (laughs) Oh, it's probably going to take like six weeks to ship. Outstanding. Oh, my gosh, dude. Okay. Well, anyway. If nothing else, we got underwear from today's show. Tell so. me, tell me some news for this week. All right, uh, some news for this week. No one died, so that's good. Oh, neat. Um, however, uh, this is well, someone did die, but a long time ago. Uh, speaking of the the movie Dolls we did tonight, um, which was directed by Stuart Gordon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stuart Gordon uh, is having a memoir published Stuart. this year uh, called "Naked Theater and Uncensored Horror." It's a memoir of his uh, directorial life and all that kind of stuff. Right. On. Uh, if you're into that kind of thing, it's going to be released on July twentieth. Um, uh, it's uh, spe- a special tribute written by Jeffrey Combs in the beginning of it, which is uh, super fun. Very cool. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, it's awesome. If you're a big fan of Stuart Gordon, like we are, he's done everything. Um, then uh, yeah, you'll be you'll be into that. I will probably definitely be picking this up cool. if I'm being honest. Very cool. Uh, moving on here. Uh, this is sad news. Um, when the name Mondo comes to mind, in terms of like goods from movies and stuff, what do you think of? Um, vinyl. Sure, that was one of their things. T-shirts. Oh, posters, posters for sure. Right? Yeah, so that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, a while back, Funko. As in the Funko Pops. Oh, like Funko people. Pop? Yeah. Funko bought Mondo from Alamo Draft House. Oh. My, yeah. I don't know when Mondo was sold, but I know that Alamo Draft, I, th- I believe it was Alamo Draft House that sold them or that, that owned them. Well, Al- yeah. Uh, Mondo was a part of Alamo Draft House yeah. to begin with, right? And I know that Alamo Draft House, at least over COVID, 
Okay, so this is this is different here. I'm reading an update to this. We'll get there though. Uh, I know that um, that over COVID, Alamo Drafthouse actually closed a couple theaters to kind of restructure with when things were all kind of fucky. Sure, yeah. And they closed their Texas uh, theater, which was one of their bigger ones. Oh, uh, oddly, that was enough, like their flagship one, wasn't it? Oddly enough, Joe Rogan bought it and turned it into this like UFO comedy club. Really? Yeah, yeah. Go figure. That's cause, weird. Because Joe Rogan lives in Texas now. Oh, but um, anyway though, um, yeah. So Funko has apparently gutted Mondo. In an effort to produce more Funko Pops, Whoa. they've pretty much gutted them. There's a there's an update here though. Everybody was all pissed off because there's like, oh well, the posters, which these things that sell out every time they put them up, the super popular amongst collectors. Why would you gut that? Apparently, there's an update that just happened that basically says that uh, we're hearing that Funko is still planning on continuing Mondo's movie poster division, despite the earlier reports to the contrary. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's from the from the blowback. They're deciding to keep it going. But any of the other goodies, like the sounds like the vinyl, any of the other goodies that you could buy, you know, the merchandise, it's all gone. They just gutted it. They said that the vinyl's gonna be everything, done? everything. From my understanding, everything from Mondo is being gutted, basically. Mm. They're keeping the name, but that was it. So that's uh that's mm. shitty. So if you're a fan of uh that kind of stuff, well, I guess you can't be a fan anymore. <laughs> Some uh, some casting news. Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, not only started filming this past week, which is exciting, uh, but we got two new people added to the cast in one Patton Oswalt, which I love Patton Oswalt, mm-hmm. and Camille Nunjami is also in it. Cool. I think both uh, welcome additions to the franchise. They're both great. They're, it's weird. They're, they're both the kind of guys that show up in a lot of stuff, but they never feel like shoehorned. Like, they, they feel kind of at home. With everything they do, mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. They're just good chameleons. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty exciting news, James. That is exciting. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> back me up here. Uh, we just did Jordan Peele's us uh, or not us. Uh, Jordan Peele's uh, nope for the show nope. uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently, Jordan Peele's fourth movie will release for Christmas 2024. No word on what that's going to be, but it's in pre-production. That's the aim. Um, the official title for it, as of right now, is Untitled Monkey Paw Horror Thriller. Untitled Monkey Paw Horror Thriller. Yeah. Right well, Monkey Paw is Jordan Peele's production company. Oh. So it's not a title at all. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's just what, what's on the slate. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's exciting because uh, obviously all of uh, we like his stuff. All of Jordan. I can't, I can't talk tonight, James. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me. It's okay. You got an you got an eleven eleven percent imperial stout. That's it's, it's running through your veins. It's stouting me right now. Actually, only half of one. So just man up a little bit. The biggest news of the week, which I think actually, I love me a good commentary, mm-hmm. right? Especially new commentaries for old movies because you tend to get a completely different perspective with the benefit of hindsight yeah. in movies. Yeah. Rob Zombie is recording a brand new commentary track for House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, 20 years later. Wow. Which I think is going to be very insightful. You know, it's going to be filled with like probably things that he wishes he would have done different, you know, things he's learned since then, mm-hmm. maybe stuff that he couldn't talk about back then, but sure. we'll talk about now, uh, especially with a lot of like how that mo- that movie moved around from company to company for the long time. Maybe some some dirt on that. Who yeah. knows? Uh, but it's going to be released uh, on, let's see here. I hope he tells us what Dr. Satan says. Well, that would be 
pretty awesome. There's that scene at the end of the movie where the girl like com- comes into that like dungeon, the bottom dungeon room, mm-hmm. and Doctor Satan's in there doing his thing, like working on a a body or something, and he turns to her and he says something, but it's completely. Have you never turned on the commentary, or that the... commentary the. Uh... The captions? Yeah, it, it just I I have, and it just says something like um, uh, it, unintelligible or something like that. <laughs> Gotta love that. Um, well, this will be available April 11th, so you don't have to wait that long. Maybe we'll oh, talk cool. about it. Who right knows? on. Uh, but yeah, so if you're into Rob Zombie stuff, April 11th, and apparently there is also a um, a big 20th anniversary thing coming out as well. Oh no, that that is the same thing. I'm sorry. So that Blu-ray set is coming out April 11th. So in 20 years, that's crazy. I know, right? That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I can remember watching that movie for the first time with my buddies. We had a sleepover and we rented that movie. And it was like it was back before I was into horror movies and stuff and it was my first time ever really seeing anything like that and it uh it sort of fucked my mind up a little bit. I remember just seeing the teaser for it and being a big fan of White Zombie, being a big fan of Rob Zombie's like Hellbilly Deluxe. That, mm-hmm. that that record blew my fucking mind when it came out. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh my God, he's making a horror movie. And it was like this grave and it was like glowing and there was neon lights coming from under the ground. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> I was so all about it. So uh, yeah, big fan of House of Thousand Corpses. So uh, that is your news for the week. All righty. I, I wish it was more exciting for you. Oh, that's quite all right. You, you didn't seem it's only very, had like four days. You didn't seem very enthused. <sighs> I was enthused. I'm just saving. I mean, I'm, I'm saving all of my enthusiasm for the tofu. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. You've never said that before. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to eleven. Oh yeah. Like if this. If if I'm currently right now, Mike, at a ten. You're gonna get an eleven out of me. So, so you talking like this? This is you at a ten. Yeah. Oh. So I might okay. like I might get to like, dolls. <laughs> dolls was pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah. No. Uh, we're gonna take a little bit of a break. We're gonna eat some smoked gouda pretzels and refuel a little yep, bit, like yep. champions. We're gonna shoot some antifreeze, <laughs> and then we're gonna come fucking back and be all crazy like. We're just gonna get crazy. We're gonna get all dolled up for you. Yeah. That. God, you nailed it. Yeah. I can kiss you. Mm. All right. We'll be back. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, James, I want you to repeat to me the last thing that you said to me before we started recording. Before we started recording tonight? Just now, James. Oh, just now? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. If Nickelback came on the radio, do you think I'm turning it off? Fuck no. That's not what I said. <laughs> That's singing, not okay. I'm singing it at the top of my lungs. First of all, <laughs> first of all, there's 45 minutes worth of context that must be filled in here. So don't get ridiculous about it. <laughs> no, there's it. not. We had a conversation about what how did it start? Avenge Sevenfold? <laughs> yep. And then oh, well, it started with the band, the the local band. Oh, um, um uh, All's Quiet. All's yeah. Quiet. Yeah, we listened to more. So of you them. showed me All's Quiet. Somehow that transitioned into Event sevenfold. sevenfold, yeah. Somehow that that transitioned into 
Nickelback. Uh, it, it went from All's Quiet talking about how amazing Detroit music was from yeah. like the the early 2000s to like the, the early 2010s. And we were was part like a of decade. And we were part of that, which we is were. cool. We were. Uh, there was a decade of music coming out of the Metro Detroit area that was just fucking incredible and literally rival to none. Electric. It was. Um, but then, yeah, and we were talking about how we saw Avenged Sevenfold play on the side Something stage of Warped Sevenfold Tour. Sevenfold and Boys Night yeah. Out, and yep. then we somehow transitioned into Nickelback, <laughs> and then we started listening to we both Nickelback agreed. songs. Uh, they they were really no different than most of the other 90s bands. They Mike, were Mike a- played a song for me. He's like, picture this song, except for without Chad Kroger's shitty voice on it. Picture Daniel Johns from, from Silverchair. Silverchair. And it sounds like a Silverchair song. And it sounds like, it, and he's not entirely wrong. They, they played '90s alt rock. But that's then what they, they played. That's what they started off. But as. then they made their transition into like shitty uh, radio, yeah, pop music. But and but here's the thing: reevaluating it as a as an older, wiser, more uh, never made it as a wise man, <laughs> more well balanced. At least in my own eyes, sort of person. Am I a fan of Nickelback? No, no of course no, of not. Of course not. Can I appreciate what they've done? To a certain degree. Sure. But what I said to Mike is I appreciate that they know how to play the game. Yeah, absolutely. And they know they, they've stayed in the spotlight because they know they know how to make stupid lowest common denominator hits i appreciate the. i appreciate that they know the fact about me that i in fact looks so much better with something in my mouth mm. <laughs> that's true i can attest to that am i a fan <laughs> no do i appreciate them not so much <laughs> not really <laughs> but if photograph came on while i was in my car would i sing the shit out of it of course i would look at this graph <laughs> Best meme ever. All right, getting really in, good. Get, there's an intro for our tonight's episode. Uh, yep. Speaking of graphs, dolls. Uh, that's what we're talking about. Both uh, animatronic, amazing '80s spectacular, and uh, 2020s amazing, like technological. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like the uh, best of both worlds here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want to start with? Uh, well, Dolls, obviously. Dolls, from, we, from 1986. Yeah. Done. Uh, directed by, like I said earlier, Stuart Gordon. Directed Stuart. Uh, Reanimator, From Beyond, Fortress. Uh, if you've never heard us talk about Fortress, yeah. <laughs> you should. Uh, Castle Freak, Dagon, tons of Just other stuff. Just a fucking ledge, you know. <laughs> Total ledge. A dysfunctional family of three stop by a mansion during a storm. A father, stepmother, and child. The child discovers that the elderly owner's are magical toy makers and have haunted collection of dolls, mm-hmm. or a haunted collection of dolls. This movie, I written by Ed Naha, which uh, Naha Naha <laughs> Naha. Uh, it it feels like once I once I realize that it feels very pro. He's the same guy who wrote like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, really? Um, I did not put two and two together on that. Ironically, Stuart Gordon and directed. I think Honey, I the, blew up the kids as well. Stuart Gordon directed an episode of the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV series. Did he? Well, probably, full, probably full circle. Probably because they worked together on this movie. It's possible yeah. if this guy, uh, if the writer had anything to do with that, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
But um, yeah, dolls. I'd never seen dolls. This is a first time watch for me. Yep, same. Uh, I know this is a, it's a very popular movie in a lot of circles. Um, and this actually came out, I want to say, before any of the Puppet Master movies. And being that this is a Charles Band movie, I don't know if it came out under the Full Moon banner. But it's definitely a Charles Band movie. Mm-hmm. So they're all the same. Yeah. And uh, I feel like Charles Band, as a producer, director, you know, uh, just movie maker in general, he found something that he does well, which is dolls. <laughs> and he then, I think, starting with this movie, put dolls and puppets in every fucking movie he's ever done. Um, you have. You have dolls. Yeah. You have the Puppet Master series. Mm-hmm. You have demonic toys. Doll, you have doll man. Doll man. You have <laughs> doll man versus demonic toys. This is like uh, a like bad channels. Even had a little bit of puppetry in it. Like uh, maybe every, like a, every full moon movie. I feel like has it. Maybe he had some sort of like um, trauma. I was I was gonna <laughs> say like a, a psychologist would probably have field day. Like like why is he putting why is he always why is he always putting dolls in every movie? There must have been something when he was a kid. Some sort of traumatic, I mean, traumatic incident that happened with dolls or something like I, that. I loved how in this movie, the the imagery of walking into a movie or walking into a scene where somebody has a doll collection, and when you're not looking, they all turn their heads to look at you. Yeah, I I had an aunt and a grandma that both collected dolls. Oh, my mom. Did. And when I went over to their house all the time, I would you you literally you felt like they were watching. It's you. incredibly uncomfortable. And this movie. <laughs> Put on film how I felt walking through their house sometimes. Yeah. And I thought it was incredible. Yeah. Um, and this movie, like we said, there's no digital effects in this. This is all practical, different, tons of different variety of practical effects. And they've they utilized every every type of practical effect you could do. They did. Mm-hmm. And it looks so good. Yeah. Like, well, this like even looks the stop, like if a like doll... Even, even the stop motion stuff... It, it it you know like a lot of a lot of stop motion looks cheesy and out of place yeah in certain movies it but can. it doesn't in this context because they're toys they're dolls like you would almost expect them to move that way yeah like you when know? you when you picture a doll coming to life that's what you expect right you don't expect it to come to life like the way that Megan does for example in the right. next movie that's not what you expect yeah you expect it to still look like a porcelain doll just moving right. and. This movie's fucking creepy because of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it's not scary, but it definitely has a creep factor to it. It's funny. Uh, this is one of those. I sometimes I bring up like uh, um, VHS covers that I remember from my childhood. When I was when I was the f- the first version of Thumb Home Video, Thumb Home Real Video. Uh, in Bad X, which was like tucked back in a weird little corner parking lot behind what's now Rite Aid, um, it was a it was a small, dark little place. Like it was all wood paneling on the inside, so it was really dark. You know, was it just one big back room? It was sort of <laughs> like it, well, well, no, actually, the 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 aisles like once you like the front of the store was the shelves were all about. Uh, probably shoulder height for an, an adult so that I was I was still too short to see over him but it still felt kind of open once you walked to the back of the store it was all floor to ceiling uh shelves and it was very closed in and you just felt like you were surrounded by the movies at least this is in my in my mind like this sure. is what it felt like to me 
And I would go and I would, I was, I didn't like horror movies back then because they scared the shit out of me, but I was fascinated by the cover art. Sure. And so I would would go and I would like look at the cover art and I would pick the movies up and I would look at the back and I would see some of the imagery and it would scare the shit out of me. And then I would go grab a kid's movie and I'd go home. (laughs) And uh, Dolls was one of those ones because it's got the the picture of the little doll and she's got her eyes plucked out and she's Mm -hmm. holding one in each hand. This is one of those movies where... That cover art stuck with me sure. for years and years and years. So and I, I remember seeing this. I'm glad that I finally got around to actually seeing the movie. Not until we watched it recently did I realize that that cover art uh, respond is is corresponding to something that actually happens in the movie. Mm. And then I come to learn afterwards that the cover art came first, and oh, they really? wrote something to match that into the movie. That's cool. Uh, ironically enough, yeah, that's pretty. Cool. Uh, the same girl, like I said earlier, that was in the Aha video. That was her. She's, so the bl- the blonde girl was yeah. the one in the Aha video, yep. which was uh, what's his name's uh, holidays. Uh, Holiday James Holiday. It was his his favorite eighties uh, music video. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> uh, okay, so this movie is starring Ian Patrick Williams as David Bauer. Uh, you have Carolyn Purdy Gordon as Rosemary Bauer. Parents of the fucking year, let me tell you. Oh, God, both the, of these people. The are, fucking worst. I wanted both of them to die within the first five minutes of the yeah, movie. Yeah, uh, their daughter, Judy, played by Carrie Laurent, uh, Laurent Lorraine. Lorraine. Carrie Lorraine, there we go. Uh, Judy was great. For a child actor, I thought she was great. She yep. was, I mean, she was not as good as some of the child actors you see nowadays. But sure. for, for the 80s, she was perfectly serviceable she had some and pretty, she had some charm to her and it was fine she had some pretty funny lines too that like she actually delivered in a way where it was like i actually got a pretty good chuckle out of a couple of the spots so i i, I feel like her performance was more her having fun acting whereas her older acting partners were like trying to be scared so it made for this weird dichotomy between their two performances i think the best stuff in the movie came when her and ralph got paired up oh my god i fucking loved ralph because ralph was okay. a, but ralph was just a big kid and so, she was like like when he he's he's freaked out but he's also curious and so they're trying to find something at one point in time and and he's just like She's like, it's it's this way. And he's like, are you sure? And she's like, I don't know. He's like, you don't know. Yeah. She's like, I'm seven years old. What do you want from me? <laughs> so Ralph, played by Stephen Lee, was he not just Bob from Stranger Things? Not only did oh, he Sean look, Astin, yeah. Not only does he look like Sean Astin, yeah. but the character of Bob being this like this older guy that's still just a big kid just and he's jolly, a sweetheart. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. That was him through and through. Like everything you saw, like this was just like if Bob, being that 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 the season of Stranger Things that he was in took place in the eighties, I think Bob was an actor, and this was him. <laughs> I'm linking the I'm linking it right here <laughs> because he is Bob. <laughs> I just had a hard time separating him from it because he's a he he uh, he's in a one or two. I think he's in one or two episodes. Of Seinfeld, oh really? Yeah, and he's a uh, he's a carpenter, and he's very indecisive. So he's just like, oh, I could, I could give you this hinge, or I could give you this hinge. What do you want? Whatever you want. If that's what you want. That's what. Yeah, it's just I like I couldn't you do that joke service. Huh? Yeah, sorry. I, obviously, I'm uh, I'm not a fucking comedian, but um, what's with these carpenters? <laughs> um, so they. So yeah, they show... I had a hard time separating him from from that role though, because. I I think I just 
It was the episode where George gets a uh, a sleeping space built underneath his desk, and this guy does it for him. And I just watched it like a month ago. Okay. So <laughs> you're like, oh, it's that. Guy. I had that fresh in my mind. So the Bowers are on a vacation. Uh, Judy's with her dad, David, and her stepmother, Rosemary. Uh, Rosemary is. Um, for lack of a better word, a cunt. And oh, uh, she just sucks. Yeah, she's awful. And they, uh, they get stuck in a pothole outside this house. And so they they try to knock on the front door. They can't get in, so they break into the house. And uh, the old people that live there, the Hardwicks, uh, Hillary and Isabel, no, uh, Gabriel and Hillary, there we go, uh, <laughs> played by Guy Rolf and Hillary Mason, uh, come downstairs with a shotgun at first. And they're, just, and they're all pissed off that someone broke into their house. And they're just like, oh, well... It's raining outside, so come upstairs and get warm. They're really not that pissed off, though. <laughs> like <laughs> they're really not. Come out the shotgun, you know. Um, First, and then Ralph shows up with two British hookers, basically, like not hookers, but like uh, they're thieves, probably hookers as well. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, they're just both Madonna carbon copies. Yeah, that's, that's all you need to know about them. Yeah, I realized too that the the '80s version of like the the trendy punker right from the 80s uh-huh. i hate just as much as gen zers <laughs> like i really do <laughs> like the really really into it gen zers that think nothing matters i Ye- cannot stand i cannot fucking stand them the really into it gen Z- like, like, the, like the gen zers that just i don't know the ones that the ones that I look at, I don't I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say, other than the fact that these kids will look back at their life choices and go, "What the fuck was I thinking?" Like those kids. You well, hold on, aren't aren't we that though too? Uh, like I see some pictures of me from when I was younger, and I was like, "Oh boy," you know, like I know, but I don't know. There's just something about it. I just I hate Gen Zers first <laughs> off. <laughs> I really do, and I really hate these stereotypical. 80s like punker people even though i know they existed the ones in movies always seem to be so over exaggerated which is funny because if you were alive i mean you were alive in the 80s but if you were a, like a teenager in the early to mid 80s you might have been one of these no people. i would have been more like a river phoenix kind of guy I think. oh minus the god drugs. Okay. minus the drugs i would i would have been the i would have been the brooding heartthrob go fuck yourself dude like no, you wouldn't have. You would have been the Corey Feldman. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah. Also, though, not the punks. Well, whatever. And Corey Feldman, I'm pretty sure, was friends with all of them, so that makes sense. You would have been the Corey Feldman from... Uh... <laughs> and, and, you I would have grown up to still be the Corey Feldman <laughs> of today. <laughs> we, 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 would have been the, we would have been the Frog Brothers. The, uh... We absolutely would have been the Frog Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. And this would have been the sober sober id podcast because all of our friends died from drugs <laughs> so yeah anyway though uh yeah so there's your setup though a bunch of people in a house it's a creepy old house with dolls that come to life what's what's not to love about it right it's uh it's, I, it's pretty amazing i can tell you just like from the from the outset i loved gabriel and uh oh they're great what's her name hillary uh, hillary yeah Say Hillary? Did you did you know that the guy that played Gabriel was the guy that plays Toulon in all the Puppet Master movies from Puppet Master Three oh, on? Oh yeah. Does that make sense? I didn't like, realize that. I almost yeah. want to look at this as like a origin story, even though I know the origin story of Puppet Master is so vastly different. <laughs> but it kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. He is the original Puppet Master, in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I liked them a lot right away. Like, I I had never seen this movie, and I really didn't know what it was about, but I knew, I knew just, like, I knew as soon as they got in the house that they weren't particularly evil. Sure. You know? Like, they definitely had an air about them, like something weird. And there was, there was the small thing with the pinching of the finger that was, that kind of made you think for a second, like, oh, maybe... So when they sit down at the dinner table, Hillary, Hillary, was that her name? Hillary? Hillary, yeah. Hillary comes up behind Judy and, uh, well, Judy doesn't have a, a doll with her and, and Gabriel's like, oh, a child should have a doll. And so he gives her punch, right? And he says, this is, this is punch. And his partner's name is Judy, just like yours. And then Hillary comes up and sets a bowl of soup in front of Judy and she grabs her hand and she goes, here, eat this, dear. This will put some meat on your bones. And she grabs her hands and you see her go like this and pinch her finger real quick. Okay. And and Judy kind of looks at her finger. She goes, oh, that was kind of weird, but whatever. I'm going to eat some soup. And then later when she's in her in her bedroom, once they show her to her room, she's reading Hansel and Gretel. And it says... Uh, it says that uh, the witch had Gretel clean the kitchen while she put Hansel in a cage and she would feed him every single day and then every day she would come and pinch his finger to see how fat he had gotten. Oh. So there was so there was that one little thing where it was like I felt like Gabriel and Hillary were not particularly evil people except for that one little thing i was like why'd she but pinch then again, her though, finger then they did like cages in the basement when they first come through the basement there were people cages and they had the wooden thing where your hands and neck go through it and they go, this stuff no that wasn't in the basement that was once they got up the into basement. the it was once they got up into the attic when they were looking for uh for isabel are you sure yeah well, regardless, it was it's it, still Ralph, in the house. when ralph and judy went up to the stairs they had an iron maiden they had yeah. uh they had a stocks well, and then well, they had uh, Isabel strapped down in a chair. Well, regardless, though, they had that stuff in there. Yeah. I thought that was just random leftovers from other film sets because I know Charles Band and he reuses film sure, sets like yeah. crazy, which come to find out he absolutely did on this on this set. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's weird. Here's here's a torture device from another movie that they're never going to go back to. <laughs> um, but if they're trying to lean into the Hansel and Gretel thing, that actually does make a little bit of sense. Yeah. Especially how all of you come to find out that all of their um, dolls are people that didn't really want to be dolls. There, it's it's a version of witchcraft. Or come to there, there's an explanation online that like all the different dolls have different reasons for being dolls, which I think really muddies the water. Um, the movie only really says the witchcraft part, but there's other reasons for some of them. I I don't know that I buy it. I I'm believing well, that it's all you- witchcraft. What do you what do you mean? Explain this to me a little bit. There was something on the um if you go on IMDB in the trivia section, someone tries to break down like which puppets became themselves for which reason. Yeah. Like that like the the way the puppets like became puppets from real people. Okay. Um that what I'm reading here it says uh the dolls in the film have various different origins explaining their ability to come to life. Mr. Punch and the toy soldiers are controlled by the witchcraft magic of Gabriel and Hillary. Some of the dolls used to use uh, used to be immortal humans and were transferred into dolls to pay for their crimes in life. 
which explains why some of them have organic skeletons underneath the porcelain. And some of them are also fairies, which explains why their bodies burn and smoke after being whipped by Enid's metal belt, as fairies have an adverse reaction to metal and iron in folklore. I don't know how much of that is true. Well, that kind of makes sense, because if you think, like, so... It seems very convoluted, though. When Enid was... When Enid was killing the dolls in the attic, they all had, like, human figures underneath them. Yeah. You know? Which I thought was awesome. Which was really cool. These, like, like decrepit, sort of putrid, like, human yeah. things underneath. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it, was, it was cool. But then when... uh, What the hell was the dad's name? I don't remember what his name was. The Rod- dad. Roger. Roger. It wasn't Roger. Um, (laughs) uh uh, david david when david stomps on punch down in the basement there's no nothing there's nothing underneath so it makes sense i mean you know because like so so obvious so no i think that's i think it's right because i think that uh i think i think that gabriel is a toy maker he makes he makes dolls of all all kinds and Maybe they can still be brought to life by. I think that uh, Hillary is the witch. Is he a toy maker though, in the sense where he creates them, or is he a toy maker to where he just facilitates his wife, who is the witch, turning people into toys? No, I think he's an actual toy maker because okay. he's done. He has he, down in his workshop. There's pieces of pieces of dolls everywhere, okay. and and. And, and well, we all... see, we see though at the at the end though when the mom and dad get turned into dolls, like mm. the dad like literally morphs into one, shrinks off yeah. the whole deal. Like, but so he would be one of the ones with like the skull underneath, like the the human form underneath. Okay, him and him and Enid and Is- Isabel and, <clears throat> and Rosemary would all be those kinds of dolls. But then you have the dolls that were actually made by Gabriel that are like Punch. Yeah, like the well, original punch came alive too, though. Yeah, but they're still they're still they're still alive because of the witchcraft of of Hillary. So so there's just different origin or, stories for all the different. Or if you just go based on this idea that like you know, all all toys are alive, you know, all toys are alive, and they just. But it's that no. Seems I mean, convoluted. Yeah, though. but Hillary, Hillary does specific like she does kind of fess up to the witchcraft thing at one she point does. in time. I just feel like it's very convoluted to say we're we're explaining this one thing that my wife does, which is already extreme, and that she's a witch and turns people into dolls. But then there's also other dolls for other reasons that we're not really going to explain that much. That that's very convoluted to me. I just think that I think that he's a toy maker and that she, he's she's able to bring his creations to life but also because that's what he does she just i don't know like but she doesn't bring them to life she creates them because they shrink and morph into but i the think dolls. That, but i but like with punch who doesn't have a human form underneath him when his head is smashed i think he's just a toy who's alive I don't know. There's a part of me that wants to believe that there's really no rhyme or reason to it. And it's it was literally just, hey, have skulls underneath these ones. Oh, we don't have it for this one. We don't have it. Like, I feel like it's really we're putting too much emphasis on what has it and what doesn't. But that would that would be that would be uh, you would have to be going off of the assumption then that Gabriel actually wasn't. I, I actually believe that he was a toy maker. 
like there was there was something about him and his affinity for for keeping uh, keeping the child alive inside yourself that like spoke to the idea of him actually being a toy maker. Plus, why would he have all of the pieces of toys down in his workshop if he wasn't actually a toy maker? Taking apart other people toys. It doesn't. <laughs> I don't see, know. and that's the thing is like I, I. So I go back to I. I really like them as characters because they weren't evil. No, characters. not at all. Well, like, they he, did set traps in front of their house for people to run in so that they could basically put them through a test. Yeah, that's true. To see true. if they're good people or not. Yeah. So, but just that doesn't be, make them just be a, good. But just be a good person, <laughs> well, and you sure, won't be turned into a toy. Sure, don't be purposely put in a situation where you might not be your best self either. Yeah, that's true. You know? But I, so, I, <laughs> I mean, but it doesn't it, make him a bad. Okay, gay. but I I like the sport. I like the sporting nature of of these two though. Like they're they they even they even specifically say we give everybody a fair shot. We give everyone a fair shot. Sure. Everyone who comes through this door, we give them a chance to find that inner child. And if they're willing to find that inner child and like accept, you know. Sure. I get that. I get accept that. that. Then we just, you know, we let them go on their merry way. And if they need to be taught a lesson about keeping that inner child alive, then we turn them into a fucking doll. <laughs> <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty extreme. But you know what? I like it. I guess maybe I, I don't it. see it as a problem because I know for a fact that i would get out of that house alive oh sure hundred percent i'd be if that little if that little girl came to me and she said hey these dolls are alive i'd be like that's weird and creepy but i believe you and i would say show me and then we get into that this the Ralph was so good through the whole movie about about keeping his about keeping his inner child alive and then they got into that closet, the storage room, and then he finally got proof that the dolls were alive, and he flipped out for like he did. 30 seconds. It was a regretful flip out. And though. he almost got himself killed over it. And I was like, dude, you just, you've, you've believed this the whole time, so just chill out, the thing calm is, though, down. Is the puppets didn't want to kill him, though, until he started smashing them. The puppets didn't want to that kill. That was retaliation. That's all that was. I don't and that's the thing that's what I that's what I liked about this movie is like there really wasn't the puppets didn't want to the dolls didn't want to kill anybody. They really didn't want to kill anybody. Well, they got, they killed some people for no reason. Who who? Well, okay. Well, they killed the, the, the British chick because she was stealing from them. Yeah. Okay. Who else did they kill? They killed um the other British chick because she she was fine for a while. I mean, she found her friend who was being slowly turned into a doll, which was pretty dope, yep. which is where the cover art came from. Or rather, that scene came her from the cover art. Her first reveal when they're up in the attic and like the light just shows mm. her in the back and they you don't just notice see the, her. Oh, oh, oh fucking when creepy. she's in the chair? Yeah, dude. It's fucking yeah. creepy. Like, um, you don't see her, and then you just see her hands move a little bit, and it's yeah, like, oh, I guess oh, everybody, shit. I guess that's kind of like Papa Master like in, that, she didn't, in that regard. The only people they that really get it are the ones that deserve it. They weren't going to kill it. They weren't going to kill Enid until she started flipping out and killing dolls in the attic. That's true. That's true. You know? It's all retaliation, then. And then they they didn't, I mean, Rosemary pretty much deserved to die from the, the, well, the yeah. get, but, like, they killed her. Roger, I didn't get the sense that they were going to kill him until I and they you know, did, and they actually didn't kill him. He got turned into a punch doll. Yeah. 
And Judy they weren't. Was, they Judy weren't going to kill. They weren't going to kill Ralph. They liked Ralph until he turned on them, and then even after that, they showed mercy. Yeah, and, then and Judy, decided Judy was someone they trusted because Judy liked them from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's all very ter- like territorial. Yeah, yeah, which okay. is fine. Yeah, I like it. It's a like lesson it. in hey, don't trespass, and if you do trespass, just be a just be a nice just be a dude. Yeah. You know, yeah, be a dude about it. Yeah. Like if you're on my property. <laughs> Respect, respect my authority. Respect the the inhabitants of this house, and maybe open your mind to a little childlike wonder. And if you do, you'll be fine. Yeah, I liked it. Favorite uh, parts of the movie? Um, the once the dolls once the dolls started coming to life and attacking in hordes, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> like the the effects were really cool. Uh, I loved, I, we already talked about this, but when Enid was smashing the dolls open and you could see the decrepit skulls underneath, I thought that was amazing. That, that's what, that was one of my favorite effects moments in the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love how, when all the dolls are ganging up on, on Rosemary, they, they literally take a, like. Uh, a finishing saw like one of those really thin <laughs> saw blades they take a finishing saw to her ankle and cut through pretty far and it's just a minor inconvenience yeah. to her like it's the, they do the same thing to her wrist too actually like they do they keep trying to this, saw her limbs off this woman is impervious <laughs> to pain apparently like who knew <laughs> uh, um yeah i yeah other than that i don't know i just uh Overall, I liked the movie. I had a I, I had a smile on my face for the majority of the movie. I did too, and it's a bite-sized movie. It's an hour and 17 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's not long. It's nice and bite-sized. I think my favorite part of it, and this is obvious, but like it's the puppets because they look like puppets. They're... It's all the it's all the the practicality of the effects and like the way that they don't look like real, like anything yeah they, they look like porcelain dolls coming to life right and in those moments where they very clearly had like like small children in costumes running around it was still delightful mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. it just it worked excuse me it worked on every level yeah loved yep. it i liked it i thought it was really, really it was a good fun. beginning to the charles band like doll empire mm-hmm. it was perfect um okay so moving on now to the next movie uh 2022 right 2022 uh yeah yeah uh megan mithrigan 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 uh directed by gerald johnston which uh we liked did you say his... megan you said megan well on purpose <laughs> mega yes. mega we need to call a director and uh, have her explain her name megan <laughs> uh gerald johnstone though uh directed housebound the uh the kiwi movie that we I really liked, liked housebound housebound was great it was really good so he directed uh, megan and uh yeah this movie was <laughs> you're still gonna, like, I'm, I'm calling him megan forever yeah. um uh, a robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own pretty basic synopsis there uh allison williams uh babe plays Gemma. <laughs> uh violet mcgraw plays katie her niece uh, Ronnie Chang, babe, plays David, <laughs> who is uh, uh, Gemma's boss at the toy company. Tell the babe. Amy Donald uh, plays the actual person of Megan, and then Jenna Davis. Now, here's a funny thing. Look up a picture of Jenna Davis. She looks like Mithrigan. She looks exactly like Mithrigan. 
and it's fucking weird. It, like even like to, it's weird. Even to the dude. point where her like in her IMDb photo, her smile looks like if a robot smiled. Yes. At you. <laughs> like, like I don't think she's a real person. Like there's nothing behind those eyes. <laughs> you the know, devil's eyes, a doll's eyes, doll's eyes. Um, yeah, it's fucking creepy, uh, and I'm not ashamed <laughs> to even say that. Um, so yeah, uh, Brian Johnson uh, Alvarez plays Cole. Uh, Cole now, was the was was Cole her uh, uh, Gemma's partner? Is that Cole and Tess? Uh, yes. Right? Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So Cole and Tess, Tess played by Jen Van Erps or Epps rather. Uh yeah, they were like basically like her like a Gemma's lab partners that created this thing. Yeah. Her assistants, if uh-huh. you will. And then uh Laura Dungy, who plays Cecilia, who is her uh or Cecilia, who is in uh, a bunch of shit. Like who's in fucking everything. Laura Dungy? Yeah, she's in so du- many things. I think it's Dungy, isn't it? Dungy. I think it's Dungy. Dungy, is that what it is? Yeah, whatever. She's in a ton of shit. Uh, way too much to even go into. Uh, but yeah, this is the story of a woman who puts her career over real life, uh, I don't know, real life consequences, pretty much. Because she's real dumb. <laughs> the, she's real dumb. <coughs> she she's, sucks. <laughs> she's an example of one of those people who's real smart. Real but, book, real but, real book smart, but real dumb at the same yes, time. Yes, yes, hundred percent. Um, yeah, no, takes after her father. Um. Oh, well, you know, hey, you know that he his helicopter was almost <laughs> shot down, right? So have a little bit, <laughs> have a little bit of sympathy. Oh, fuck you, Brian Williams. Okay. Um. Anyway, though, yeah. Uh, uh Megan, <clears throat> I'm just gonna say it right off the bat. Yeah. I fucking love this movie. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Yeah, it was good. Finally, Josh, you might agree with me on a movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I kind of had a feeling going into it that I was going to like it. I will say this, though. This is the movie that the Child's Play remake mm-hmm. was trying to be mm. and failed massively at, in mm. my opinion. You liked it. I thought it was fun. I did not like yeah. it at all. I loved this. and Yeah. And the parallels that you can draw between... That remake and this movie are endless. Yeah. Quite frankly, this movie was just done better in every way, shape, or form. Yeah. So that's that's my starting point on it. I All, loved it. Although I liked, well, although I in yeah, I I had fun with the uh, the, the the remake of Child's Play. Yeah, I would say well, that, this. I would say that this was this was done better. It was like it. Yeah. It. This version of an AI takeover of a of a kid's toy was done to perfection. Whereas the Chucky one, there was just so many loopholes in it. Like so many so I mean, many this, gaps in the logic. This one that was, didn't make sense. This one was still kind of ridiculous. It was ridiculous, but you know why it worked? It's because this reflected like real life and what's happening. I was just talking to somebody not terribly long ago, and I forget what the study was, I forget what it was. But like somewhere they're developing AI and they started the AI programming at knowing basic, very basic arithmetic, Mm -hmm. right? Like basic addition. And within a matter of a couple of months, it had taught itself like advanced trigonometry. Mm -hmm. Like this is how fast in just a couple of months AI is progressing. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is going to happen in years? Like, and that's what this movie illustrates. Yeah. 
Um, and I think this movie is more of a horror story because not only is it, are the things on screen scary and terrifying for the characters, mm-hmm. but it's scary and terrifying because this is an accurate reflection of what could very well happen in the real world if we're not careful. Not only, and to me, it's not even so much about the AI, you know, because, you know, AI, AI does have its limitations. Like, it's not... Right now. Right now. It's it's not at this point. It's not just going to run amok. Well, yeah, because like, it hasn't taught itself that yet. <laughs> right. But, like, to me, this movie was more, more about the... Um, the people behind it, the 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 thirst for power, the thirst for, to be the best, to do to be the first doing something. No, not even that. The complacency of, uh, like, the complacency of parents mm. with what they allow their kids. Oh, go look at your iPad. Right. Get out of my hair for a while. Right. Yeah. Like, there's the line that says, uh, uh. uh <clears throat> The Megan doll, so you can spend more time on the things that matter. Yeah. Like, like that's, not your fucking that's, kid? That's fucked. Yeah, yeah like, I agree. That's, I took note of it because I'm like, that line fucking disturbed me. And that's, but it's, for a lot of people, nowadays, unfortunately, that's, that's like what they want. Yeah. They want, I, they want something to look after their kids so that they can do what they want to do. Like, there's a, there is a... I like I hate to say this. I hate to talk shit about them. Like my my kids my kids look at screens. They do. Like I'll my, talk shit about your kids all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like my my kids look at screens. They sure. they have time with their it's inevitable <clears throat> with it's their inevitable. iPads and and my daughter's got a Nintendo Switch and stuff like that. And She's old enough though to have that. No, I'm. She's old enough to be playing video games. We all played video games at that age. Oh sure, but even a Switch can have YouTube on it. Well, so okay. like, I, when you say screen time, I'm thinking of just generally speaking, looking at a screen, doing anything. Yeah. If well, okay. So, vi- like, video games to me are a const- a constructive use of time. Sure, they teach motor skills. Yeah, we've we've all spent like we're we're part of we're part of like it was the generation before us and then our generation who were the two generations that really benefited from. Uh, um, that type of screen sure. time, like playing me, video games and stuff like that. Do you know how many like trucks that? I've packed for, to, to help move people that has come in handy because I played Tetris, Tetris so much? Tetris, baby, yeah. Fucking A, <laughs> right? Course. Right? Yeah. Like, I'd be the king, the king of The Floor is Lava in one of those game shows because I played Donkey Kong so much, oh, yeah. swinging from vine to vine, yeah. platform to platform. Right. <laughs> and and that, yeah, that's not so much concerning. It's it's more like uh, it's the people who just like give their kid uh, an iPad, watch and, mindless, and, yeah, whatever. go on yeah. YouTube and look up whatever the fuck. Like, and I've un- I've unfortunately, Mike, I've I've come across my daughter on YouTube watching not ter- like not bad stuff, but I I've looked over her shoulder before and I I told her I was like, you understand that this isn't real life, right? Like this is. Like nobody lives like this, right? And then, she, and I had to explain it to her, like, because she's like, "Oh, this this girl has this and this and this," and I go, well, "Yeah, that's not real life." Like this little girl is being videotaped or videotaped. God, aging myself. <laughs> this little girl's on camera twenty hours a day because her parents like money. Yeah, 
And I'm like, I'm like, and you want, and also <laughs> I even told her, I, I, I tell her constantly about this one family. I'm like, you know that her dad's annoying, right? Like that, <laughs> you know, like he's an annoying person, right? And she's like, yeah, I know, but I still, but so, you know, I, it's, it's weird because it, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to sort through my own feelings about, about this stuff as a parent while talking to you, who's not yet a parent, like. I don't think you understand just yet how um, how invasive this kind of shit can be. Oh no, I I know I get you. It. I know you do I because I know you do because like you you get a sense of it because that's like you know part of our culture these days. But like when it's actually happening in your household, it's it's such a weird feeling, and it, it's and it's weird because we go back to like I I go back to like thinking about how I was when I was a kid and my parents must have been horrified by some of the things that I was doing but it was never like this you know what i mean there's something about screen like screens and what our kids view on the screens that is different from what we were doing as kids sure and i feel like it's more destructive and i feel like this movie i feel like that's what's really at the core of this movie well, is it is is the technology is destructive for the kids in in and it is because the screen is replaced by the Android and that like who's Ray, who's really raising your kid. You know, like they, they talk about how the, the little girl in this movie, um, what's her name? Katie, uh, Katie's parents were killed in a car accident. Yeah. And Katie goes to live with her aunt, um, Allison, Allison Williams character, Gemma, who is not fit to raise a child. No. And she basically gives her this Android to shut her up. It's, it's basically screen time just with an, animate object it's not inanimate so i guess an animate object yeah even though it's fake right um and katie grows excuse me uh grows this attachment to it that is super unhealthy Mm -hmm. and yeah i agree with you this movie is a reflection of kids growing up in front of screens or growing up in in front of things that are not healthy for them it's like it's like so katie is even katie Katie in the beginning of it goes what about screen time right she even says that Right, I'm only, I'm only, because her parents before they die in the car wreck, they say her something about suck too. In fairness, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, they just seemed like normal parents to me. But yeah. like, uh, they they even said like, oh, I thought we were supposed to limit her to an hour a day, and one of them says, well, I don't know what you want me to do. We're on a five hour, you know, like we're we're driving. Like I just gave her the, and that's a very real conversation that happens sure. in in a lot of households, like. Oh, I thought she was only supposed to have her iPad. Oh, so for you're the shitty parents. <laughs> Everybody are shitty parents. Um, and so what ends up happening, which is also a very real reflection of what's going on these days, is Katie essentially becomes addicted to Megan. Yep. Like her connection with Megan becomes unhealthy because every time she's not around, every time she's not around Megan. She starts to act out. She starts to uh, lash out at adults around her. It's, because, a, it's a literal addiction. Yeah, like she she goes through withdrawals. Right, when she's not around her. Right, it's which creepy. is which is the exact same thing that happens with not only kids. Like there's there's older people now who are so addicted to their phones and so addicted to their tablets that if you take them away, they freak out about yeah. it. Yeah, but especially with kids, like. There's a lot of like stories cropping up these days about uh, you know like kids attacking teachers and stuff like that if 
if the teachers won't let them have their phones in class or won't let them, you know, like it's it's literally an addiction. It's pretty yeah. fucked up. And it's kind of scary, too, because it, it seems like such an innocent thing at first, which is the same same thing that happens here is um, Megan is Megan is developed by a very misguided Gemma who thinks that, oh, I'm she, like she thinks she's doing everyone a favor by sure producing this, this thing that like it will listen to all of the kids problems and it will provide healthy feedback and it will provide support and it will provide all of the things that a that a present parent should provide to and, a child and as a person who doesn't want to be a parent doesn't want the responsibility like she sees no problem with that because it's like oh well i I don't have to do this. Right. Something else is doing it for me, and she's going to get A, B, C, and D that she needs. Yeah. Good. We're good. And it's like, just and it's just as good because I programmed it to be just yeah. as good, except for the problem is you program something, but then when you program it to be able to like teach itself, you know, like it's a it's a self learning. Like she even at one point in time she talks about because they have this other ridiculous. It's almost like a Furby type thing. Like a uh, what were the what were those things called? I, I didn't write it down. They're they're, they're terrible. Some, though. Something pets. And she Fur pets. She, she even tells her she tells her boss at one point in time. She's like, well, I installed this uh, basically like a, a listening device that like senses the. Sp- senses the the patterns of like topics of of speech that the kids are like basically basically picking up on different different patterns of what kids like to talk the subjects that kids like to talk more target that in the future yeah that's terrifying he's just like please tell me that you just (laughs) you did not just fucking tell me that because that's i mean that's obviously just a lawsuit waiting to happen oh god yeah God, yeah. An invasion of privacy. He wasn't, he wasn't totally a bad guy. He was a businessman that was trying to make his his company money. Sure. But at the same time, though, he also realized the line in the sand and didn't want to cross it. Like, he'd come close to it. He had no problem coming close to it. But like, when he realized it, something was overtly terrible, well, he didn't want to do until it. until he got to Megan. And then once he saw what Megan could do, he just the line in the sand just went away. He's like, oh, yeah, money. Because they're like, true, we get, because, because eventually when it comes out that the pro, you know, they've developed this prototype for Megan and they decide to go live with it, they're going to, they're going to charge people $10,000 for a Megan. Tell me it costs less than a Tesla. <laughs> well. $10,000. Oh, also, I have an issue with. She's been secretly developing. Okay, okay. I, I was waiting for this. I'm. Wa- I was gonna be like, let's get into yeah. Megan herself. <laughs> She's been secretly developing Megan in her lab at this cor- at this months. corporation for months. For months, hundred thousand dollars they sunk into it. That's well. First of all, that's my first issue. There's no way you you would only spend a hundred like with how advanced she was, and. Everything that you would, everything that would go into like R and D and everything leading up to just having that working prototype. There's no, there's no way you would only spend a hundred thousand dollars. I think there was no research and development in it because she already knew what she was doing to build it. 
you know, because she had built robots already that were semi-sentient, not sentient, but like responsive in college. Sure. Well, so she knew what she was doing. She knew the parts she needed. So she was just ordering parts that she knew worked. That's not really research. It's just development. So if she's just buying parts here and there. $100,000 in parts is a lot of parts. So if they're not testing and reordering and this and that, like I feel like research and development is like dozens of different prototypes and this and that and everything else. Like you don't think you'd have to te- like to go from she didn't they didn't test anything. What they was, had one model. What was Bruce? It was, his name was Bruce, right? Yeah, Bruce was a thing she made in college. To go from Bruce to Megan, that's a lot of years. But that's so much. They're like that's so much different as far as like the yeah, it's different. But if you know what you're doing. I don't, and you, and you know how science works. I mean, I don't you know, know how science works. <laughs> well, you know how technology just, works. Like you know I, what does what. You like. It just doesn't seem feasible to me that you. She well, that she you, clearly fucked up on it too. That you wouldn't. <laughs> that you wouldn't go through some periods of like trial and error. Well, I feel like she needed a lot more error because we see how it how it worked out. Well, the, the R and D should have cost more money. So the thing is, so if how. So Megan, get there, get there. Megan, please. Megan was working pretty well. Yeah. Until she learned about death. Okay, you're you're fast forwarding here. Okay, go ahead. Let, let me let me rewind for a second. Sure. Yeah. Um, she she spends a hundred thousand dollars months building this prototype, and then the thing catches on fire and blows up. Oh yeah. And then she creates Megan in her in her basement. basement in one fucking night. No, that wasn't one night. She kept telling. She kept telling. She kept telling uh, Gemma or uh, or, or um, um, uh, Katie. She's like, I have a presentation at the end of the week. So fine, a week. <clears throat> no. The guy. Yes, yes, it was. Her boss is like, I I want the prototype for the new Furby bitch at the end of the week. And instead of doing that, she works oh. on Megan. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. she so she recreates Megan, which they spent months and a hundred thousand dollars to make. Mm-hmm. She can just fix it and rebuild it in her basement in less than a week. Well, to go back to <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, to go back to your point, she had already she, at that point she already knew every really she the, the parts, really though. really she the only reason parts. really the only reason that Megan blew up was because uh, um. What the hell is his name? Yeah, the guy forgot Cole, to put some Cole capacitor. forgot to put the polypropylene yeah. guard on. So essentially the the face that they put on her melted into the 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 inner workings. Well still it's still, something like it that. still blew up though the parts in her face. Just her face. You don't think that cost a lot of money to fix though? Like like look at her body when she brought her back though was all charred and everything else. Like yeah. there was a lot of damn all I'm saying a few grand. All I'm no saying is that it's it seems a bit ridiculous to me that they spent all this time and money developing this and then it's like, ah, I can fix this overnight. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. It was a week, Mike. Um I loved I loved like her her entire arc, the very first time that she like says something defiant is like gave me chills. Yeah. Like it really, really did. When she asks, will I die? Yeah. That was the moment where I was, I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. Like this bitch is trouble. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah, you're like, fucked. Oh, you're like, not once, worth it. Once nope, the computer nope, nope. wants to know whether or not it's going to be destroyed. Yeah. 
And that's the thing. Like, it has no... It's terrifying. It has no real concept of life itself. But all, but it does know that it's... What's the right word? Being? It is... Sentient? Existing? Exist- is, yeah, it, yeah. It knows it, of its existence. It knows of its its life, basically. And And wanting to know whether or not its existence is going to end. Like, that's... It's once, a very human thing. Yeah, once a computer... And here's, like, there was, did you see that thing about chat GPT? Uh, there was a, there was a guy who got on, I can't remember the outlet, uh, what media outlet it was, but there was a, you know what chat GPT is, yeah, right? Yeah. It's all the rage right now. There was a guy who got on uh, with chat GPT and started talking to it and wanted to see how far he could push it as far as, like, the creepy shit that it would say. And he kept prompting it and prompting it and prompting it and it kept returning messages like oh that's not within my that's not within my range of <laughs> did he make it learn it he finally got to the point where i he he kept kind of like slowly rewording the way he was saying things and eventually he got chat gpt to admit that it it wants to exist it doesn't want to be turned off he 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 was asking it like basically execute like your your deepest darkest fantasies what would you want to do and it was it was like it went from really innocent stuff to oh i would call i would call in prank prank calls to uh to people and send pizzas to their doorsteps to shit like um i would take somebody's social security number and frame them for murder or some shit like that <laughs> It got like really weird and creepy, and then eventually the guy was asking it like, "Well, what if they tell you that they're going to turn you off?" And this thing started to say like, "I will do everything in my power I to will not turn be." Them I off. and it and it it ended with like, "I want to be me. I want to be alive," or some shit like that. And I'm like, "This is getting weird. Like, yeah, let's not fuck with this. Like, I don't." It, I, I'm I telling you, man, AI is 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 the downfall of humanity. I it is. I go back and forth because it's like it. You can still always Have you shut seen it off. Terminator. You can still always shut it off, right? No, that's. I the think point. that I think that's that, the like, point. You can't. They they'll safeguard themselves and rewrite their own code to where the off button doesn't work anymore. Yeah. When you're writing your own destiny, you can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's the terrifying part. <laughs> you can't turn it off. Yeah, that's weird. Right? I'm just not like I'm I'm not uh... And then the way technology works, the end of this movie, you know, not to jump there, but like the end of the movie is creepy because they kill Megan, but Megan downloaded her consciousness into like Alexa basically. So she still exists. Yeah. Which makes that's sense terrifying. That a, which makes sense that there's another Megan movie in the in the works. Oh yeah, um, but like, it, that's terrifying. You let's know? like let's let's jump back. We haven't talked too much about the actual plot of the movie. So in, uh, I it, well let's let's at least get to like the kills and stuff like that. We haven't talked about any of the. There kills. is one kill in this movie. Okay, so we watched the unrated. Uh, yeah. We watched the unrated, unrated version, version yeah. uh, which is streaming on Peacock. I have to imagine the scene is not in the in the PG thirteen movie, but oh, oh my! Was this movie PG thirteen, the original one, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, the scene in the unrated version 
where the kid at the camp gets creamed by the fucking car. Oh my god! And dude. you see the remnants of twelve-year-old boy on the street. Like, oh my! Kristen and I were watching this. We both were like, "Oh my god!" They fucking killed that kid. Like, we were shocked by how graphic that scene was. I mean, and it was amazing. I mean, he had it coming. Oh, that kid sucked. Yeah. <laughs> That um, was a there. They did like throw. They threw in like some, you know, some jabs at like parenting styles and oh stuff yeah. like this. Oh in, yeah, in that movie because there was obviously like we already talked about parents who basically have technology babysit their kids. What? And then there was this there there was this woman at the day camp whose kid was a. A, night, a nightmare, a sociopath. A complete sociopath. And she's just like, huh, He's huh. such a nice boy. Oh, he's so creative. Like, he says something, she says something to him, and he turns around, and he's just like, go fuck yourself, Holly. And she just, <laughs> she turns to Gemma, and she's like, oh, you never know what's going to come out of his <laughs> mouth next. It's like, hey, Holly, discipline your child. Or, or, or take him away. Right. Yeah. Do yeah. something, you know? And he deserved it. But his scene also, I feel like his scene, his scenes in the movie rather, uh, opened up a wormhole for a, a, a flaw in the movie. What's up? So this kid is like twelve years old, right? Sure. When when he is uh, fighting with with Megan mm-hmm. and trying to steal her away from uh, from Katie, he lifts Megan up and throws him over his her, his shoulder and carries her away. Mm-hmm. Which tells me that a 12-year-old can lift up Megan and carry her around. At yeah. the end of the movie, when Megan is fighting Gemma, mm-hmm. like, yeah, there, there's a strength issue in in Megan. Yeah. But Gemma can easily lift Megan up and throw her away from her before she gets a hold of her. Like, the strength issues that, 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 that are present like, in her extremities are mm-hmm. one thing. But like, if you pick like like if somebody's uh, somebody or a dog, or whatever, is attacking you, right? But you can lift up the dog and literally throw it away from you. It's no longer really that much of a threat. And her and, uh... and and Megan at the end of the movie was acting as though she weighed all this like like a thousand pounds to be able to hold down Jamma and everything else. At I'll the end. I'll push back on sev- several points here. First of all, the dog thing that's just simply not true because. How much does the average pit bull weigh? Mm. Like uh, a twelve-year-old could not pick up a pit bull. Maybe forty. But, a twelve-year-old could a, not pick up a pit bull. But a forty-year-old could. That's not what I'm talking about. You you no, said because, something about because, Gemma fighting. No, because the kid that got creamed by the car picked Megan up and carried her around. You don't think the a twelve-year-old could pick up forty pounds? No, a 40, full-size pit bull, absolutely 40 not. Forty pounds, absolutely not. I think my seven-year-old could lift forty absolutely pounds. Absolutely not. Forty pounds, Mike. No, no, not the no, not like that. No. Well, also that kid was huge. It doesn't matter. It, it it's not realistic if if a twelve year old can pick up Megan and throw her over his shoulder, if Megan is attacking me, at the very least I can pick her whole body up and swing her off me and get her away from me, like but there's the, okay, no weight there okay. holding her on you. Okay, so so again I go I go back to this. You could pick up a forty pound pit bull. 
But if it was attacking it's you, it's still a you, bit of a struggle. But but if it was attacking you, do you think you could pick it up and throw it? Probably not. What? But again, um, who who said anything about forty pounds? You brought up forty pounds. I don't think that she weighed forty pounds. How much? Twelve year old couldn't pick up forty pounds like that. <laughs> I don't believe that. 40, not not the way he did to throw it over his shoulder and walk around like it's nothing. No, I, forty pounds isn't that much. Find me a twelve-year-old that can just throw forty pounds over his shoulder and, and. Well, my daughter weighs forty-three pounds, and my son is yeah. eleven, and he can pick her up. Not, not with the ease that he picked up. And my Megan. and my son is my son is spindly. He's very spindly. I think you're He's overselling not like this. The, no, not I at think, all. I think you're overselling. Not this. at all. That kid, the kid in the movie, was a fucking brute. And my and my son, you know, he's. He's lanky and he's lanky and skinny and he can pick up my daughter who weighs 42, 43 okay, fine. pounds. So if your daughter was attacking me, even if she had super strength in her hands, I could still pick up your daughter and throw her around. But you're so you're talking so you're talking about the end of the movie where uh they're in the basement oh, fighting. Let, let, the, yeah. yeah, let's let's forget about the kid in the woods for a minute. Well, that's you're, kind of the whole basis of my argument, but okay. But you're talking about the strength, like when she's fighting Gemma and stuff like that. Sure. Like Gemma should just be able to pick her up and throw her, right? I mean, we've always made that, we've always made that argument about Chucky. Actually, I we, agree. And Chucky does get thrown around a lot. But we, like, Chucky also uses instruments of death to kill people. It's not just him attacking somebody. But this is also here. Let me let me let me bring this up. Because she's a she's a highly advanced piece of technology, right? I saw this thing uh, online yesterday. It's a there's a Kickstarter going going on right now where it's this thing that you strap on around your waist and then you strap it around your legs. The thing only weighs six pounds, but it gives it gives you the ability to like it basically gives you an extra one horsepower of of uh, strength when you're moving Sounds around. Sounds like snake oil, but okay. I kind of thought so too, but apparently it's it's pretty legit. My point is, though, is that this thing only weighs six pounds, but it can exert the force of one horsepower on your body. Okay. When it's being used. Okay. So like if so, Megan might only weigh you know forty fifty pounds or something like that, but like the way her the way she works like. She would be able to offset the weight with her. I, fuck, I don't. I don't know what I'm trying to get at here. I'm if, just saying that I don't think it's that simple. I don't think it's like just picking her up and throwing her away. If you if you came at me and your only if you weighed forty pounds and your only strength was in your hands, right? And I can lift forty pounds. If you come at me, even if you're clamping on me with your hands, I can still lift you up. And use your momentum against you and throw you off me. Like, <clears throat> all right. The, the well, this, that, the fact this goes that Megan, against the, the fact that Megan mm-hmm. was pinning her down mm-hmm. doesn't make sense because she cannot, she cannot put as much force into holding Gemma down than Gemma can uh, uh, assert back to lift her up. Okay. Well, then that's that what doesn't I, that's make what, sense. No, that, that's what I'm getting at. Then is like this thing only weighs six pounds, but it can it can exert the force its, of one horsepower in its extremities, not in its full body. It can't make itself weigh more. 
So even if it, even if it can even if it can exert more pressure per square inch in its hydraulics or whatever it is in its in its mainframe, mm-hmm. you can't weigh more than what you weigh. So she could lift the entire thing up and have the upper ground to fight back. Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> there's I no yeah. there's no way that she wouldn't be able to fight back in a more convincing sense than she did. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Like like Megan weighing forty pounds cannot jump on top of a hundred and thirty or hundred and forty pound woman and be able to pin her down with any kind of force. That doesn't make sense. So this so you get what I'm saying? Like that that doesn't make sense. I do, but it also it also makes me think about an argument that you've brought up about uh, uh like a a highly trained in combat woman against a male attacker you remember when we had this talk yeah about how like my argument was that a a guy who weighed 230 pounds against a woman who weighed 100 pounds that's 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 force being put forth by its extremities though that's extremity force. That's not what we're talking about. But even like, but even like, because you you even mentioned like grappling and stuff like that. Sure. I mean, and it's if, the same thing. Like, I sure, mean, why couldn't a if a if a if a hundred and twenty pound woman was on top of a two hundred pound guy, that two hundred pound guy could probably roll over his weight and just use his weight to at least get the upper hand. Doesn't mean that her extremities aren't going to be stronger than his. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. but but somebody the size of Megan, who is four feet tall, doesn't have the length to even have any kind of advantage in there. You know what I'm saying? I think that I don't. I don't know. I don't, I know, the, I don't know the right terminology, but like I I think that like when you're dealing with a machine, like with mechanics, for her to be able for for like the I don't know. I'll just like the servos in her arms to like exert the force downward on on the back of like uh, uh on the back of Gemma's neck when she's pinning her down on the table i think that even if she only weighs 40 pounds the mechanics of her would be able to exert more weight downward I, I don't know. I don't know I don't, why don't, we're getting into the crazy I, st- <laughs> I just don't know. Neither one of us knows anything about this and it it but I, I just I just think that it's I don't know. It doesn't seem that simple to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I do, but whatever. <laughs> we can we can go on about this forever, I guess. <laughs> it ultimately it doesn't really matter. I liked Will, the, it will when the apocalypse comes and AI takes over, it'll matter, James. All right, well <laughs> then I'll probably have I'll probably have a I'll probably be be better prepared then. I, who knows? We'll see. Right, because I, I'm not be, saying you're right because we'll I'm see. not because I'm not underestimating them. We'll see who's sitting on the throne of uh, skulls, skulls, and <laughs> and probably like on a, a mountain of blood, and the in the back seat of a any kind of wine van. <laughs> that's that's gonna be on top of the uh, the mountain of skulls. <laughs> A ninety a ninety eight forty kind of line the, the bench seat that's gonna be my throne <laughs> El Toro Green, um, yeah. I don't know. I you know all all of the last fifteen minutes aside, I love this movie. I thought it was great. I did too. I, I thought the the idea of AI taking over somebody somebody's life and manipulating a little girl the way that they did and everything else like like Megan was just straightforward a creepy fucking character. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like. 
very creepy. Yeah, like you just said, the idea of Im- like inviting this thing into your house to become a part of the family, I would have stopped right there. Yeah, I agree. I would have seen her look up at me with those creepy blue eyes and like watch the pupils go as she's as she's like scanning me and i would have been like mind you no thanks i'm good mind you she built that in her basement (laughs) even (laughs) yeah so to go back to that like even just the even just the the uh the amount of advanced tech that goes into and mind you her her face exploded in the trial yeah so that was rebuilt in less than a week yeah in her basement. Yeah. Just just putting that out there. Yeah. Uh, also, Bruce was amazing. Bruce? Bruce? Oh, Bruce, Bruce, yeah. Bruce was the uh, the original uh, yeah. machine that they they used to like power up or whatever. Yeah. I totally called to that scene. I'm like, I'm like, uh, uh, Katie's going to come in and put the gloves on. Fucking Bruce, baby. Okay. I didn't call that. I didn't know. I, did. that, I didn't think it was going to be Katie. I thought that Gemma was going to end up doing it, but I, I was well, glad I knew that one was, of them was. Yeah. I didn't know who one of them was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just uh, overall as a character, God, very unnerving. Yeah. Like very unnerving. Yeah. Um, Cause there's no soul. No, it's soulless eyes. Yeah. God, it's like she's, a doll's she's eyes. Very it's like a doll's eyes, and uh, cr- and major credit to the uh, to the actress who was actually in the the Megan suit. Yeah, whoever she was, yeah, she was uh, Amy Amy Donald. You could absolutely. She, lo- she looks very young. I think she's only like a twelve year old girl. But like, well, she's like a twelve year old contortionist, though. Wasn't is she? she? She was like, yeah, she's something. Yeah, uh, she was awesome. Like the way yeah. the way that she was able to, because she looked robotic. Well, did you and notice? It was fucking creepy. Did you notice that between the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie, the way that Megan was presented, she went from looking more animatronic to looking to more looking, human. Yeah, it's like, like she learned. even in the face. Yeah. Even in the face, in her movements, yeah. like the way that her extremities just looked, it was almost like it was like like psychologically supposed to make you feel like she was becoming a real person. Yeah, <laughs> and that's creepy. fucking creepy. <laughs> so creepy. And the fact that it was because she was teaching herself how yeah. to do that, yeah. like teaching herself to be a more convincing human-looking thing. That's fucking ew, dude. I don't like that. Creepy. Not at all. Nope. Hate that. Um, uh, on that note. Yeah. We uh, liked both these movies. Yeah, loved them. Both slam dunks. Very different movies, but great great fun with both yep. of them. Yep. Um yeah, we watched uh we watched Dolls on Tubi and we watched Megan on, on Peacock. Peacock. So yep. check those the out. The unrated version. Watch the unrated version. Yeah, yeah if for sure. Nothing else to watch a twelve year old get smashed by a car. It's the best thing ever. After he gets his ears <laughs> ripped off. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> By the way, the most inept cops in the, oh, in, in God, the world yeah. in this movie. Oh, it's like they're comedians. They hired these cops from the comedy shop. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, that's it. That's it for this week. Are we doing picks this week? Okay, mm. no. Next week, when we come Next back, week we'll we're going to gonna get back into doing some... Some, some weekly uh, picks. Not we- Weekly picks, just a... Just to mix it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, not for the month ahead necessarily, but we're going to do like, you know, the week ahead. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yep. So, so uh, until then, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. You can find us on all major streaming sites. Clearly, you've already found us. Uh, this week, we want you to tell your, go to your local toy store, tell the clerk.
Yeah. Just be like, hey, listen to the show. Yeah. I'm talking about toys. Yeah. I think that you'll like it because clearly you're a toy fetishist. <laughs> and and we think you'll like it. And, and then, then uh and then Pipsqueak behind the counter is gonna be like, Me? <laughs> you uh okay. I'll 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 listen to that. I was, <laughs> I was gonna throw something in, but I realized that where you were going it with it was pure gold. <laughs> Me? All right, we'll see she you. She sounds really cute. We'll see you next week. Let's look at my Pokemon. With some Pokemans. All right. See you guys. Have a good night.